0: show tonight former member of the trump administration she was a white house correspondent over at oan she's been on the show several times great person pr strategist for praetorian pr now she'll be here later on in the program so make sure you stick around for that if you're not on rumble we'd love for you to come on over here i know you're watching in a lot of places but come on over it's rumble.com forward slash drew Berquist. Watch wherever you want. You can watch wherever you want, but we, we do encourage that. It was a great day on Rumble yesterday, some of you guys talking about it. Man, it was it was fun. It was a good time. Had a good push from the folks over there. We've we've got some good friends uh, that we're working with on some stuff there, and hopefully we'll get to the point where we're, we're seeing that more and more consistently here. Um, <clears throat> but they, they they took good care of us. You guys took good care of us. It was a fun night last night on Tuesday, and it's going to be a fun night tonight. It just is. we got lots to cover. We've got Gavin Newsom, who just, you know, randomly, <laughs> no, no, nothing behind it, decided to go meet with Xi Jinping. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about why he's probably running for president, as we've been telling you forever. We'll talk about also why the DNC is probably cool with it. Show you some clips of, of Joe Biden just being Joe Biden. Kamala tried talking again. That's always interesting. <laughs> We finally have a new speaker of the House. We'll break down Mike Johnson, talk about him. Goes without saying that things are getting pretty spicy in the Middle East right now. Everything ramping up. You had Er Erdogan in Turkey, who just made quite the statement. Um, We'll talk about that. We'll talk about all the other peripherals that are happening there, including our activity. Oh, in Russia, by the way, Russia training uh, for they did already. They trained today for a nuclear strike response. So that's. That's great. That's that's fantastic news. We'll discuss that. Plus, we'll just talk about this Biden administration in general, Kirby's latest statements on Israel uh, and our broken youth. And as I said, um, Cameron will be here later on in the episode. Before we get into any of this stuff, please, guys, this next hour is sponsored by American Alternative Assets. This, this next hour is commercial free because of them. But please take note of this. Please understand just how bad the economy is right now and how bad it could get were we propelled into greater conflict war abroad it's not it's not great it's not great for your savings so where you got a 401k you got a uh, ira traditional old savings combination of all of them please be smart i i know some people i get comments all the time we can't do it we can't afford this we can't uh, you, you definitely won't be able to afford things if you lose it all so be smart Try and pivot where you can. You, there, you, it's entirely, uh, this entirely legal tax loophole that you can take advantage of, my friends, with American Alternative Assets. Transfer some of your wealth or all of your wealth into to gold and silver IRAs. Just call 833, the number two USA gold. That's eight three three two eight seven two four six five 287 2465 or visit protectfrombiden.com. They will walk you through it. They will give you a free wealth protection guide and it's gonna outline all that you have to do. And then you at the end will make the decision And the determination as to what works for you, what doesn't work for you, how much you're going to invest into gold and silver, how much you aren't. But you look at it historically and you see what it's done in good times and bad times. And then you see what the stock market's done in bad times, which we're in right now. And unfortunately, it looks like we're going into worse times. So just be smart. Again, it's 833, the number two, USA Gold, or visit Protect from Biden. Okay. Let's kick things off the way that we do uh, things around here with depressing news, if I'm being honest, that's (laughs) happening around the globe. Let's start things off with News Cruise. The
1: News Cruise open is so nice and uplifting. It is, it
0: is, and And then boom, everything (laughs) sucks, you're going to die. You're probably not going to die. Hopefully you're not going to die, but it's, it's not great news out there. Um, and we might, we might just know, I love that, uh, staying salty talking about Gavin, you mean American psycho? Cause that's what he looks like. Just oh, as, totally. Just as crazy as good the guy in the movie right too. And absolutely. A good, good reference. Staying salty had some great ones last night too. Um, appreciate you. Uh, but, uh, again, I'm not trying to pat ourselves on the back, but I will. Um, we'll take some credit. Because we keep saying that this was going to happen, right? The DN- There's no way in hell the DNC is going to cart Joe Biden out there. They've had an eight-hour meeting between Soros and Cam Cam telling her, hey, look, we tried this. You're an idiot. You're going to have to get out Nobody of the way. Likes you. Yeah, we'll do it gracefully. Blah, 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 blah. But Gavin's running, guys. And you know why it's clear that he's running? One, because of everything that's been happening behind the scenes. But two... Because Joker went to China and was meeting with Xi Jinping. Take a look at the scene here and then we'll discuss. I mean, most governors go and meet with other world leaders, <laughs> enemies in this case, and, and Xi Jinping. No, they don't. I'm I. They don't at all unless you're setting up for something. You're saying, OK, hey, how's this going to go? Hey, let's go ahead and have one of these these meetings and, inter, and, and encounters between the two of you and kind of take this thing for a test bin. By the way, he did take some Chinese electric vehicles for test spins while he was over there. But I just don't know how anyone can say, and most people are. I think most people are kind of getting it. <clears throat> they either were on board with us saying this is going to be Gavin, and if it's not Gavin, then worse yet, it's going to be Michelle. But I think Gavin makes the more sense. And I think that they were either, either there or they weren't before. But if you're not getting there now, I don't know what, I don't know what you're you're watching or what you're paying attention to. It, it just it seems like the writing is on the wall. He said while he was over there, "I wish I was president." Yeah. It, talking about changing some policies and stuff like that. Well, I hope that you're not, but I think that you're going to have a shot. A- and, and we were listening to Fox. We were eating some wings before the show, which is why my lips look like I'm wearing whip- lipstick because they're hotter than hell right now. Um, <clears throat> and it's just another reminder that we talk about a lot, but then I forget. Is <laughs> they've got a debate in just over a month on fox news between gavin newsom and ron DeSantis, you you don't do that. that literally this is unprecedented you normally have your three main ones where everyone participates everyone who's eligible participates we've gotten to a point in time where now people don't you know trump trump hasn't in in the first two and you're not going to see him you know likely in, in the last one either but you. You know everything has changed on that, and now the the DC machine, permanent Washington, is just like, yeah, go ahead. I mean, if you want to pay attention to those stupid debates, do it. Here's what we're setting up for you. It's right here. It's going to be on Fox News. Sean Hannity's going to host it, moderate it, whatever.
1: Sean Hannity, (laughs) what a douche. (laughs) But the both political parties have their candidate, and we've we've been talking about how this is the shadow campaign that's going on right now is the RNC wants DeSantis. That's their guy. And the DNC wants Newsom. So, you know, we've, we've got a proxy war against Iran going on right now in, in Israel. We've got a proxy war going on in Ukraine. We've got—now we have a proxy election going on in the United <laughs> States. That's that's a fair point. Um, it, it, these, these, are, these, these are the two that both parties want to be running.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I think that that's, it's, it's proof positive with the fact that this is happening. I think that there's a huge contingent of the GOP establishment that wants Nikki Haley to be their person, because I think that they see that she would be more controllable. Ron's maybe more of a wild card, uh, but a lot of them do want Ron. I, it's just so interesting, and, and you've got to watch that, because for as much discussion as we have about Trump— And about the investigations and how they're all BS. And I would say that they were BS even if he was a Democrat. They're just BS. They have no substance behind them whatsoever. But you you look at that, and then there's all this stuff. Okay, the the prevailing logic, right, for a while was in the masses, not what we say here. Biden's going to run again, even though there's been no campaign slogans or posters or stuff. I mean, literally none of that's happened. (laughs) Biden's going to run again. Trump's going to be the nominee. (laughs) But you got to pay attention to what what permanent Washington's doing behind the scenes and what messaging they're putting out there. Look, I hope that for a number of reasons, Trump is allowed to run. And if he's allowed to run, he will absolutely dominate and win the GOP nomination. Hands down. Can he win the next one? That's a different discussion but he will absolutely hands down win the GOP nomination if he's allowed to run and kept on the ballot in all 50 states. But everyone thinks that that's what's going to happen, but we, uh, we we should all know better by now in America that just because you think something should happen this way or that it's going to happen this way, that doesn't mean shit anymore. If, if permanent Washington wants the race to be Ron DeSantis versus Gavin Newsom or Nikki Haley versus... Gavin Newsom, you know what the race is going to be? One of those two scenarios. It just is. I'm not predicting that's going to be the case. I'm not saying anything, but you look at everything they're doing there, and people kind of get lulled into, like, okay, everyone says these are BS charges, and they are, but does that mean
1: anything? No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean jack shit to say that they're BS charges. No, it doesn't, because you've got these two judges, Grong or whatever his name is, and in uh, Chutkin, that they've pretty much have laid out their cards and you know on the table of saying the justice system doesn't mean anything to us, and f all of you who think it does, because we're running the show here, and people we don't align with politically, we're gonna get, and right. we're gonna get them badly. And we're going to make them, we're going to send a message to all you other losers out there who aren't joining the right team. That we're coming for you eventually and that's what they're that's what they're doing with with trump right now is yeah. they, they don't want him to run but more importantly they want to send a message to anybody that might be supporting him and that includes like the peripheral people you know like attorneys or people who are going to work on the campaign they're like we're going to go after you too it just it it, it creeps me out so badly because it reminds me of when the uh, DEA was going after Pablo Escobar and you had the DEA and also elements within the security state funding Los Pepes which was this anti-terrorist Los organization Pepes. Los Pepes that was going after Escobar's orbit where they would go in and they would they, they would go after Escobar's attorney but they wouldn't go after the attorney they would go and murder the attorney's wife and children to send a message or right. go after the accountant's grandparents. Yeah. It, it just did this whole terror campaign against Escobar. And this is kind of what, you know, without the killing, this is what I see sort of a play with what's going on with these deep state actors. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, you can't rule out that kind of stuff either. <clears throat> it sounds like it would be crazy in, in America. Right. But you can't, you can't rule out anything these days uh, whatsoever but that's <clears> – <throat> I also got to give – this sounds maybe jacked up. I got to get – I always talk about El Chapo and others, but Escobar, and I know you're saying people going against Escobar in this case, the way that those people play the game, I actually have mad respect
1: for. Oh, Escobar <clears throat> and El Chapo? Yeah,
0: like Chapo. I mean, people uh, – they are freaking ruthless ruthless and and the, the the ways that they manipulate the system the ways that they escape from stuff i mean it's just remarkable his escape story i could just talk about his escape stories every day maybe we just make this like an el chapo escape podcast <laughs> i i <clears throat> but it's it is it's fascinating but <clears throat> I agree with your point uh now that i've taken us um off off topic here, salty salty is getting bourbon i said do it don't you boss me <laughs> uh but okay she's just doing it anyways. Um, <clears throat> hit that like button, folks, if you have not already. Texas Panhandle Patriot, my scotch is getting low already. I know. We've got such a fun patriotic <laughs> drinking community here that we've established. It's outstanding. Um, but do hit that like button. Make sure you're subscribed here if you're not already. But we we're talking Newsome. We're talking how the establishment works. We're talking all of that. And... look we could still be surprised in the end I don't don't think we will be I think that he's going to run I think Biden's going to step down and here's why right because you've got Biden who today couldn't even execute a quote and it's not because of this quote everyone has some, some fumbles with their words from time to time but most people don't fumble up and down stairs can't figure out how to get off of a stage or away from a podium don't do the random other shit that he does sniff people and stuff like that Most people aren't just in a a complete and total embarrassment like he is. Well, he was talking today at the White House and messed up a pretty famous quote. Take a listen.
2: Nearly 55 years ago, American astronauts took humanity's first step on the moon. They sent a message forever etched in history. Quote, that's one small step for man and one giant
0: step for mankind. That's not the quote. And it was fifty-four years ago. <laughs> it's, it's not the quote, Joe. It was you, you were reading it. Yeah. <laughs> and you still got it wrong. Maybe, maybe I mean maybe it's one of those moments where he tried to get comfortable and confident and be like, I got
1: this and then yeah. but you you don't got it. It's leap. It's leap. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh KJP talking about the Nobel Prize.
0: <laughs> she, she does she I mean, it's a different award to her. Literally, it's a different award. Yeah. The types of people who should win it, what it's called, all of it just totally different for KJP. But it wasn't just Joe who was who was saying stuff. We, of course, have to go to Cam Cam. Yes. Who, who just always proves, yet again, it can't be her. She can't be the next in line. And, and she's not going to be. Here, here she is trying to talk about war.
3: That we stand for the importance of understanding that we must prioritize humanitarian values, that the rules of war require that there be no
4: intentional attack of civilians, that humanitarian aid be administered, that we do all that we can to ensure that there will not be an escalation, in particular, by Iran's proxies in that region of the world, and that we hold on to the responsibility that i think we uniquely have to represent the values that are about stability in the interest of peace and we have not abandoned and we still are
5: profoundly committed to a two-state solution
1: Mm. Mm. are we no (laughs) i'm not you can't have there's no such thing as a two-state solution every time that there's been a two-state solution offered hamas has said no yeah. Get out of here. We're not doing it. Not until we push every single Israeli and Jew into the sea.
0: Yeah, they, it's there's a from the river to the sea chant for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> They're freaking vile douchebag terrorists who are unwilling to compromise on anything. Uh, but but the whole thing, I mean, it's it, we can't have this escalate. OK, well, we're I mean, and I'm not saying we shouldn't be doing some of the stuff we're doing in this case. Different, different than Ukraine and Russia. But we're asking, I mean, we've got two carrier strike groups there. We're sending additional personnel into the region, all of that. We've got personnel in the surrounding region. And then she's saying we can't let it be escalated by Iran proxies. Let, th- go ahead and tell me how you're going to stop <laughs> Iran proxies from doing what they've always done. I'd love to hear it. First of all. Hamas is
1: an Iran proxy. <laughs> exactly. First of all,
0: tell me, what. Wh- who do you, Cam Cam, view as, as Iranian proxies? I know you feel proud of yourself that you were able to say that on the microphone and you knew that no one was gonna ask you who they actually were, but I'd love to see her list of first of all, I'd love to see her definition of proxy, and then I would love to see her list of who falls in, in that category of being a proxy force for, for you know, the Iranian government.
1: I don't think that, you know, we have to rely on Iran- Iranian proxies to escalate things when we have two carrier groups and keep sending, you know, troops into the area. I think that kind of is an escalation of sorts. Slightly? Slightly? Yeah.
0: Slightly is. Well, we're going to talk a lot more about that later on in the show, the whole the whole war over there and everything that's happening, but it's just <clears throat> you you got to you'd think I would I would like to think that there's people who hear her talk within the administration and are like, oh no, oh no, who gave who gave her a microphone? But the, that's how normal people would be. The problem is, is that they're literally back there like chanting, you know, Hurkali, They're getting all excited about it because they they all think that these people are smart.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, there's no introspection on anything that's going on. When when they do have their flubs or whatever, they're they're just going to be sitting back there going. Well, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to dial it back a little bit, and it'll be totally fine because we'll tell everybody that they just, you know, kind of misspoke. And it's not really dialing it back a little bit because, you know, Americans are stupid. So it really doesn't matter what they say because we'll just tell the American people how to feel. Yeah. That's, 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 that's what they do. I could get a job in the cabinet. You could. I'm <laughs> shocked that you haven't. Um, My nails aren't long enough. Yeah.
0: Well, and you don't dress gay enough. I mean, you
1: you gotta, you can gay it up I more. I try. Tom. Oh yeah, I. Man, I can just put on a skirt. But that's the thing, though. What's his name? Cam Newton. I can never go to that Cam Newton route where he puts that thing on his head where he looks like an old Russian woman. It's yeah. kind of weird. That whole sort of. You're seeing that in the NFL a lot. And I'm sorry to get off on a tangent, but I just gotta get this off my chest. There's a weird sort of feminization of NFL players that's going on right now. Yeah, it's for their walk-up really... shot. Yeah. Either the
0: either their press conference shot or their walk-up pregame, you know, into the stadium shot. Yeah, I agree. There's some there's some weird shit happening. There. You know what's crazy about him? <clears throat> Just to stay off topic for one quick second. is As all this stuff was happening with the Jets, you know, in the aftermath of Aaron Rodgers' injury, and then a couple rough weeks with Zach Wilson, who's who's kind of leveled off a little bit. They've kind of figured out what works, what doesn't work with, with their current personnel packages and everything. But Cam Newton was out there, right? Of course we had Kaepernick who wanted to get back into the mix. But Cam Newton, I, I saw an article from him. Uh, or someone who would interviewed him, and he was like, I'm still out here, but you're going to pay me what I deserve to be paid and what I want to be paid to come back. It's like, you're not in the league anymore. Right. You don't get to dictate <laughs> what your terms are. It's how desperate are you to play football and get paid to play football again and be a potential stopgap, at which point you've, you're playing horrible enough and getting hurt enough towards the end – that it was, it's unlikely that you'd be fine. You'd have to learn a whole new system in a short order of time, uh, which you probably wouldn't do, if we're being honest. like, But you're out here like, unless you're giving him, I forget his figure, but it was a ridiculous figure for, for what they're talking about. Unless you're going to give me this and taking me seriously, I'm not doing it. It's like, no one asked you. <laughs> right. like, literally, <clears throat> I don't know why you're responding to a question that no one asked. Yeah. Anyways, back on back on news the news crews we got to stay on news we've got um we've got a new speaker of the house i I didn't think it would happen this quick after all that had gone on after you saw the 20 to 26 douche nozzles in congress who were voting against jim jordan but we do we do it's not byron donalds who is putting his name in the hat it wasn't any of the people that we
1: thought it wasn't that predator dude from minnesota which dude's that? Emmer. Oh yeah, it wasn't Emmer. Yeah, it wasn't Emmer. He does he to me, he looks like one of these weird, like, you know, public park squeezers that kinda of loiters around the bathroom. And then when you go in, he follows in behind you and like takes his shirt off and starts washing his hands a lot and there's a lot of hand washing going on. Have you
0: experienced this exact thing? Yeah, as
1: a matter of fact, I have. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> you've never you've never been to a public park where some dude like comes in like right while while you're going in there to take a piss and the, the some dude comes walking in and is like washing his hands for a really long time. You know, there's there's a couple like home improvement stores if you go in the bathroom there's always dudes just like lingering around the sink like washing their hands for a really I long I've
0: time. I maybe had like a weird creeper or something like that, but never like walk in, take the shirt <laughs> off. and No, that's not, that's not been something I've experienced. I've experienced a lot in my life. I've not experienced that, but um, it was Mike Johnson who I think kind of came for most people out of nowhere, at least in terms of the names that were being thrown around. And he, he ended up winning it unanimously on the, on the house side, at least for the people who were there. Before though, let's let's take a, a trip back in time, not far back in time. Before the vote had happened, Trump weighed in on it. Here was um, here was his view. Yeah, there. Here was his view on it.
6: Everybody, uh, I hear it looks like it's really good. I haven't had one negative comment about him. Everybody likes him. He's respected by all. He's you know, something engaging and. Uh,
7: it looks like
1: it's gonna happen so there will be a wonderful thing i put out a group today on Africa. and they did one last night you saw that you could get somebody in that could be really uh, spectacular and maybe for many years to come he will be very good so we're very happy about that
0: so <clears throat> again uh, trump saying what a lot of people have said never heard a bad thing about him everyone seems to like him you can look at that a couple ways you can look at that a couple ways. I was saying this week, I don't know how anyone's going to get through because you, you put up someone who's more establishment, you lose the caucus votes, you, you the Freedom Caucus votes. You put up someone who's more America first, you you lose some establishment votes, which we saw with, with Jim Jordan. And it was kind of like, well, how, how is this going to work? If, you, if no one's going to agree to disagree on some stuff and have some compromise, how is it, how's it actually even going to work at all? But they, but they did. They 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 came to terms and, and agreed on Mike Johnson, which, again, should strike some concern. I don't have any concerns off the top of my head about Mike Johnson, to be clear. But it also should strike a conversation like, OK, you holdouts over here who were concerned about these people that had stronger pro-America views now are OK with this. What is it about it? Is it is the faith component? Is it? something now i i don't know um, but here here he was after afterwards after winning it uh, we've got two clips of him here's the first one
8: just to take good care of it i want to tell all my colleagues here what i told the republicans in that room last night i don't believe there are any coincidences in a matter like this i, I believe that scripture the bible is <clears throat> very clear that that god is the one that raises up those in authority he raised up each of you all of us and and i believe that god has ordained and allowed each one of us to be brought here for this specific moment in this time this is my belief i believe that each one of us has a huge responsibility today to use the gifts that god has given us to serve the extraordinary people of this great country and they deserve it so seem seems like again we've
0: got more but seems like an upstanding guy a, a a firm believer strong believer was was praying with other house members in the house last night um, which is something you want to see. There's probably some people who don't want to see that, and that's not their thing. But collectively, I mean, when you look at it, as a country, that is our biggest issue. Our biggest issue is, is our abandonment of God and faith and who we are as a people. There's a lot of massive issues, real-world human issues. Yes, 100% for sure. But we're facing a lot of those because we've totally turned our backs on who we are as, as a country and what values used to be such a core part of who we are. So I think it's interesting, <clears throat> I think it's interesting that he, he got through. I think it's great that he's hitting on those points. I like that. He, um, he, he also said this, he said this would be his first action. Let's take a listen to this, and then we can dive in more.
8: Extraordinary crisis right now, and the world needs us to be strong. They need us to remember our creed and our admonition turmoil and violence have rocked the Middle East and Eastern Europe. We all know it, Intentions tensions continue to build in the Indo-Pacific. The country demands strong leadership of this body, and we must not waver. Our, our, our nation's greatest ally in the Middle East is under attack. The first bill that I'm going to bring to this floor in just a little while will be in support of our dear friend Israel, and we're overdue in getting that done. We're going to show not only Israel, but the entire world, that the barbarism of Hamas that we have all seen play out on our television screen, screens is wretched and wrong, and we are going to stand for the good in that conflict.
0: Okay. So, goes hard to the hoop on that issue right off the bat. They already He, he already put forward that resolution, by the way. Ten members of the House voted nay on a— Excuse me, a resolution to condemn the Hamas attacks on Israel. Six voted present. I mean, it passed. It passed over it passed four hundred and twelve to ten. But literally you had tell me if you're surprised with any of these people who voted nay. Jamal Bowman, who just just was charged with misdemeanor, Corey Bush, Andre Carson, Al Green, Summer Lee, Thomas Massey. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Delia Ramirez, and the
1: slut Rashida Tlaib. Thomas Massey surprises me. But then again, he kind of marches to the beat of his own drummer. So <laughs> yeah. I would have to understand. I'd, I'd like to hear from him and his reasoning why. But, but the other slobs on that list, I, of course. Yeah. Ayanna Presley voted present. It's kind of surprising.
0: I, I mean, it is it is and it's not. It's still not a in favor of the resolution, but
1: I'm shocked she didn't just go hard to the hoop yeah. on condemning it. I think her poll numbers might be slipping in her uh, district, and so she's going to try and, like, come across not as insane as the rest of the Hamas caucus. So uh, it gives her a little bit of latitude there. Possibly. Possibly. I,
0: I just don't – but do, do they have any reason or, or reasonable thoughts or logic – not only within themselves but within their team to to make such a statement. I, I just don't know that they have that kind of restraint. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um but interesting that so that passed. So he's in. So here's and I think it was Proud Army Brat who put out some of this this list here, who did some some digging. So so kudos to 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 her. But the, the if you if you look at who Mike Johnson is, this is this is a guy who has consistently, except for the very first vote, been against more aid to Ukraine. So I, you got me right there. Kudos for, for, for being against that. Most conservatives are. certainly most conservative, well, I should be all conservative Christians, but you know everyone has their different definitions of stuff, but he's pro-life. So that's that's good. Good for in the House. Supported President Trump's 2017 executive order prohibiting immigration from seven Muslim countries. Votes with his colleagues in the House. According to to this, very policy-driven, he's been a member for seven years his fourth term. So there's some some good stuff there. Fought for Trump back in the day uh, as a member of his legal defense team during both impeachment hearings. So he, he's, he's a constitutional attorney, LSU Tiger, that's where he got his, his law degree, married, four kids, faith obviously important to him, leads prayers on the Hill. His mentor is Jim Jordan, voted for him for speaker, um, voted against certifying Biden's election. He's He's been actively involved in investigations into Biden, represents Louisiana's 4th Congressional District, which includes... 760,000 residents so <clears throat> he and he won his congressional seat with the largest margin of victory in his region in more than 50 years um what kind of surprises me is with everything that i just read there that he won
1: unanimously in the house yeah, yeah that that kind of like makes my uh cynical spidey sense tingle a little bit because there's something about him that makes the, the rhinos be okay with him. Right. And that's the part that kind of is concerning to me, but the bottom line for me, you know, I got snookered into thinking Mitt Romney was a Republican. (laughs) so (laughs) I'm willing to give anybody a chance. I, I just, I don't know at this point, it's like up is down, down is up. Everything that I thought I knew about the country and the history of our country has all been shaken up. And I and also everything that I thought about my fellow Americans has been shaken up ever since COVID. So I'm willing to give this guy a chance until he does something that I disagree with. And then I he probably, you know, I don't know if I'll lose, he'll lose total support of mine like that matters, but I'm willing to give him a chance. <laughs> What's Tom Cunningham down in Florida say? (laughs) Um, (laughs) What does the hippie redneck from the swamp have to say? Well, no, I
0: think, but I think we should be there, right? I've got concerns too because it was unanimous. Nothing's unanimous anymore in in D.C. Even within our party, our party's a hot mess. So that's that. The only concern I've seen so far, in fact, is the fact that he made it through, and that's and that's a good thing. That's right. a good thing. So we do have to give people a shot. We do have to understand he's probably going to do something in the first several months being speaker of the house that you disagree with. We've got to understand that's coming and you've got to be okay to say, not going to win them all. Now, if it becomes a trend and nothing gets done, I mean, I mean, at, at the end of the day, here's what, this was the case. if If, if, if Jim Jordan was going to be the guy too, who's said a lot of the right things over the years. I don't know that I've ever heard Mike Johnson speak until today, but, but Jim Jordan had said a lot of things like, okay, I think that you could be good, but if you get in, you just got to go prove it, bro. Same thing now for Mike. Okay. You're, you're a family man. You're a Christian. You don't support the funding, the war in Ukraine. You don't support a lot of things. You supported some of the BS impeachments that happened over the years go get something done. That's all that really matters. There's a lot I mean I again I hate almost everyone who serves in the House of Representatives.
1: <laughs> but that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people.
0: <laughs> I've got so much room for, for hate in here. There's there's it's a it's a large I've got a big head and a big heart. Um but within that heart there's room for for disliking politicians. But I will quickly change my tune on people who who actually do what they say and go fight be a fighter man you're not and look here's the thing too the how we only control the house we're, the house we're not going to get everything we want done because we just literally cannot but go show go show the world go stow, go show your constituents go show the the conservative base in america which yes is divided that you mean what you say and and hustle and try and do stuff even if you put votes forward resolutions forward and they fail do it put them out there and some people will say, well, you can do that, and you can know it's going to fail, and you can do it just for optics and just for the sake that you you can then say you, you did it. I get it. I get it. But we we got to see hustle. We got to see some hustle. And and I hope that we see it from him. Here's the here's the one concern I have, other than the unanimous thing. I'm, I'm ratcheting up as we go here. Let's just keep talking, and by the end of the night, I'll have like 100 concerns. <laughs> but – my, my one concern is I, my favorite thing is that he's a christian it's my favorite thing about him i love that he's he's well liked and that he's a a believer i hope that he's not one of the super meek christians though because there's some out there we all know him and we've i've been on before when i used to work in ministry before i got into hunting humans um it was, it's a weird switch i know I, I was that way. You try and please people and, you know, turn the other cheeks. Like, no, no, like, we're not supposed to be meek. We're not supposed to be weak. We're supposed to—you You, you can—both things can be true. You can be you can, believers. you
1: can be strong and have a sense of humility about yourself, where you don't have to be meek and just sort of give up Yeah. to placate the other side. Yeah.
0: No, I agree. It, it, there's a balance, right? And and I'm not saying I'm the example by any stretch. I say stupid stuff all the time, but I I just I hope that he's not soft. Like, oh, I don't want to ruffle feathers. I'm excited to be in this role and try and do some stuff. But I'm I'm only going to try and do stuff if it doesn't upset people. Like, I, you got to walk into the temple and
1: flip some tables over. That's where we're at now. Yeah. We, we are we know where Democrats stand on uh, on everything they flip tables over they burn shit down they they do whatever they can to seize power hang on to it and fight like hell to it, it, it not relinquish it right and we have no fight really on our side like that you yeah. know trump was the only one who came along and you know called everybody out and you know did his own thing but on the right there's there's very few people like that because they've all decided that they're just gonna go along to get along right and that's where we are it's that we always talk about the uniparty and a lot of people don't think that's true but it's actually it's very true because when you have one party who's just lustful for power at all cost and you have the other one who's like well you know I'm living pretty good I've got a nice house I've got a good retirement why am I going to ruffle any feathers, man? It doesn't make any sense. You know, it, it's all—it's like they have all gotten on the rescue ship. And, and, and I think I've used this analogy before, this metaphor before. But it's like the rest of us are in, like, you know, rickety lifeboats that are taking on water. And some people are out, you know, just with, like, one flotation device and others are just kind of, like, you know, treading water. And they're all up on uh, up on the rescue boat smoking cigars drinking champagne and slowly slowly rolling up that ladder yeah and there are people just like reaching for it and trying to grab on it and they're like sorry suckers we've got ours and you're not getting yours yeah that's that's a very
0: good visual it's very good visual (laughs) i like it and now i want a cigar desperately (laughs) um that might just happen um how drew how about a bore rather than hate uh judy said earlier wow drew it, it's different levels of hate for some of them it is hate but but most of them a bore is probably a, a a better term dislike don't trust don't think that they have our best interest at heart all of all of those things um hate hate can be a strong word but you get the point most of them are total dumpster fires that just 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 don't belong there but again we'll see at the end of the day everything and in everything in any industry in any career or profession it doesn't matter if it's politics which is not supposed to be a career or, or uh you know job but uh but it's become that way but in anything the proof's in the performance go go do stuff and you'll make believers out of people don't do stuff and we'll we'll all see and, and know and we'll we'll feel like we're right back where we started and and just be spinning our wheels, and, yeah. And that's
1: this, this is Johnson's Brady for Bledsoe moment. Yeah, we'll see how he does. Right, step up, step up. It'd be great if he if he did that
0: exact thing. <laughs> right, we'd we'd love for you to become Brady. Like <laughs> yes. that would be that would be great. But please, please do. We need it. The country needs it. Uh, and I think it'll it, it, last point. I think it'll be really encouraging, not just for, for, for the populace and for constituents across the country, not just in his district in Louisiana, but, but for all of us, if, if you can see some stuff get done, it'll encourage other like-minded folks to run. It'll, it'll hopefully kind of either get some people in check, which I don't think is going to happen within the establishment GOP or, or get some people who will primary them and, and, and really challenge them and hopefully beat them. So hope. You know, we got We didn't get here overnight, right? So it's we're not going to get out of here overnight either. We just got to
1: get some wins. And the tough thing is, though, with the with the GOP donors, like the big mega donors and the people who've got tons of cash, during the Revolutionary War with like Washington and Jefferson and everybody, they wanted more land, and they were the richest people at the time, you know, because they were land uh, landholders, and they wanted to expand their empires. So they they had a reason to fight, right? And, and separate from England. We've come to a point now where you have all these people who are you know, donating money to the Republican Party. They've got all that they need. They would like more, but it doesn't mean that they're going to split away and say, "Okay, you know, declare you know war and, and try and change things," because they're set. And the people that. That they're pushing out there and funding, they're set to. Right. So they don't care about anybody else. <laughs> no, they don't. And that's the big difference that we have going on when people try, you know, and, and draw a correlation between Jefferson and Washington and the rest of the founding fathers and, and today about you know trying to fight in a, you know not of course with violence but in a, in a different sort of way. It's like when the rich people have. What they want already and are just kind of like funding, you know, the Washington generals, as we always say, what's the point of like really getting in there to try and make a change? Yeah, no. It, it, truth, truth. PW thought
0: I will no longer support anyone who isn't for exposing the truth about January 6th. Innocent people are rotten in prison. Yeah,
1: that, where is that footage?
0: <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that. First of all, the footage needs to get released. Second of all, I, I agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. My, my thinking, though, is, and I think probably you, most, of, most of you probably agree with me, even though none of us want to agree on it, is I don't, I don't think they're going to go hard to the hoop on that. Even if they release footage, you know, maybe it will, it'll help kind of quell some of the narrative out there. But first and foremost, the damage has been done in, in terms of what the media and the left have pushed out there. And not just the left, the Uniparty. Washington in general has pushed out there. But I don't think these people, even the ones who say they're on our side and they're America first and they're pushing for this and truth and blah, 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 blah. A lot of them, we got to remember are saying that as a, as a, it's a stick, right? They're doing that to just be that character in, in the, in the scene that's playing out. I don't see a lot of them pushing back for, for these individuals, because I think that there's so much involved in terms of what happened behind the scenes for all of that to happen, for everything to be staged and set up the way that it was, and not all of it was staged, but but certainly what the what the bureau and what the left needed to be staged was staged, and people walked into a trap. Some some people made dumbass decisions on their own, and and that's that is what it is. But. To, to go up against that, I mean, even the good ones, the good ones still want their job there. They still want their kickbacks. They still want to have a career on the Hill when it should be, hey, you got a term. You got two terms, figure it out, do what you can and get out. That's not how it is. So I, I think that it's going to be tough. There's people who will say, I'll release all those tapes. Uh, but I, I just at the end of the day, not to be Debbie Downer, I don't I don't see that happening. Because because it, it, it just would it would put a lot on uh, of, of their career on the line to go down that particular path. And I, I just I call me pessimistic, but I don't think most of them would do that. I think at the end of the day, some of them do care more about the American people than others. But almost all of them care more about themselves than the American people.
1: Oh, yeah. And even the ones who are like, oh, you know, the, we have political prisoners and these gulags, and they need to come out, and this this is not justice, we're living in a banana republic. They're going to push it as far as they can push it, and then they're going to get a phone call, and they're going to be like, hello? Oh, yeah, that's, okay. Oh, you, you, you've, oh, that, that was recorded? Oh, you have video of me? oh 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 yeah i did get an envelope under my door oh that's the the photos of uh i got it okay all right yeah you know what i think i might just dial it back a little bit and you know that yeah it was probably an insurrection but you know i i see where you're coming from all right thanks yeah you won't be hearing any more from me okay goodbye That's what it's going to be, because it's all about leverage. 100%. They want their cushy job. They're going to get a phone call from somebody who's within the security apparatus warning them. Yeah.
0: It's a house of cards, baby. Um, It just is. It just is. Speaking of house of cards and someone who should have been a character in the house of cards, let's, um, let's transition to Hillary here for a little bit. You've maybe seen this clip making the rounds on social media, but you've got Hillary taking part in a panel. Wearing a pantsuit, of course, and you've got, you got her taking part in this panel, and you've got a young kid who went to—I'm shocked at how long he's allowed to, to, to go here, but goes off on Biden to Hillary. A little bit about Hillary, too, but take a listen to the scene, then we'll talk about it.
3: By the hypocrisy I'm sorry. We've got of this. two more people hear from. I'm sorry, you, you have a chance. Well, I'm not sorry. The, the hip- you sit down. I, and I know you're not sorry. People, That's the point. The hypocrisy of this talk. speech. The I'm hypocrisy, of the, speech, the hypocrisy of the fact that what, what do you have? To, can, you please, can you please? Is can you a please make a statement civil about President Joe Biden's
6: speech? This is a clearly warmongering speech. President Joe Biden is calling for a hundred billion dollars of funding for Israel, Taiwan, and Ukraine, and we're supposed to just bundle these together and protect. And like we're going to rush to World War III and we're all just going to let Hillary Rodham Clinton sit here and, Okay. I'm yes. sorry, you know yes. this is not, what, what, this is not no, the way no, to have no, a conversation if you want to have a conversation
3: you're no, welcome to come you, talk to me can, afterwards you can sit
6: here Okay. Right. You're yeah. gonna. You're gonna. Yeah. You're gonna wait for me, right? Please. I, will, I, will I don't. I do not believe you. And I listen to you.
3: and I will respond to you.
6: I do not believe you. Respectfully, I do not believe you. And the fact just, of the matter is that the just, American people's voice are what need to be heard. Yeah, they're being because heard. Because our president is not speaking for the American
3: people, and well, neither are you. Well, that's your opinion. That's your opinion. Yes, that's my but, opinion. But sure. well, then sit down. We've heard your opinion. Thank you very much. Now we're going to turn gonna to people. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. I'm I'm going to
6: exercise my free speech.
3: But until, it's not, until it's I'm not almost, free speech when you this, are disrupting. Yes, everybody it is. Else's opportunity it is free speech. speech. Sure. This
6: is free speech, everyone. This is free speech. That is not free speech. This is people to, cr- constructing narratives that are openly hypocritical. I'm sorry. You the, the incredible hypocrisy. You know, you know maybe some with Eleanor Roosevelt to bring this Declaration of the Rights of Man. John Foster Dulles was involved with the CIA. Oh, yeah, well, you are brilliant in your oh, historical yes, yes, uh, cherry you. picking. And the, Pinochet, the Pinochet regime, oh, please, listen. could you please inform me about the United States okay, involved in these historical to, things? We're going to move right. on Listen, to, excuse to, excuse will, Frank Frank Joe Biden, will you who's actually on the flip
3: side fighting human rights, not just down. yelling about you it. Right so, now, Frank, I want to turn to you, because you are from Uganda and twenty twenty three anti homosexuality criminalizes LGBTI uh, conduct in Uganda. And Trying to push us to World War III. And, Oh, please. do you understand? It's that not, that about, it's is not about Israel and
6: Palestine. It it Palestine. It's please. not about it's
3: not football.
6: This isn't football. It's not Team America. Well,
3: I'm sorry, but some of us are on Team America despite our flaws and our yes, problems. Yes, stop that's, up that's up. me. All right. All right. And some you're of us, every, every person on this stage... You have to stop right now. You have to stop All right, right, right. now. Wait, I want to say one thing. Every person on this stage f- has risked right their life, to down. their income, right? their Excuse reputation, me. their careers, and what okay. have you done other than stand up and stop? I need you to... And these you're
6: women's records and Frank's
3: records against you any
6: you're day of back. the year. No. i was respond. Okay. What I have done is I have asked Hillary Rodham Clinton to denounce the president's openly warmongering, suicidal, idiotic
3: speech. And i have given an answer. I will that's not what done. So that's the end of I, our conversation, about, but sorry. I'll still meet you outside. Your but you're done. Right now. Okay, no, Frank. Okay. She's Frank. She's Frank <laughs>
1: I'd be shitting my pants if Hillary told me I was done. <laughs> right? As PW uh, says, just think that
0: was almost her president. Thank God for Trump. Um, I liked Patton Oswalt on
1: the end there, like scolding that guy. What have you done with right. your life?
0: Th- that that there's so many mean things that I'd like to say about that person <laughs> over there. Uh, I'm just going to skip past it. But let's let's go back and 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 hit some of the points that come up there. Hillary's saying smugly um, she could have handled it worse than she did. If I'm being honest, she was still a bitch about it, but sit down, sit down, which is her view and her party's view and, and DC's view, I should say as a whole, not just, not just the radical left sit down. You peasant is, is the translation for what happened there. And then she rebut, her. One of her rebuttals was American voices are being heard. Which, which American voices are you talking about? Her friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, you're talking about the small echo chamber that you live in that, of course, are going to be like, that's a great idea, Hillary. Like, Huma Abedin, back when you guys were sleeping together, you can't go to her and be like, what do you think of this? And she says, that's a great idea, Hill. And then you're like, checks out. We're going to do this. Like, no, it doesn't. No, that, You people in D.C., especially the so-called DC elite like you the Clintons the Bidens the Obamas the even the Bushes even people on 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 the other side of the aisle the rom like you do not understand everyday american people you don't understand a damn thing about us so to be like we got you you're kind of a weirdo in the minority sit down shut up we're listening to the other americans no you're listening to the wrong people you're not listening to anyone
1: yeah, you're right when you say that that's how we called we call those people the, the peasants, like that guy in the blue hat. And first of all, I'm just gonna get out ahead of this, guy in blue hat did not kill himself. Second of all, that's how the left views everybody. If you don't have if you're not a credentialed member of their club, your opinion doesn't matter. And I also like the fact that they, the, the left does not ha- know how to deal with conflict. No. Because when they have somebody yelling and challenging them, as we see all over college campuses, when you have a conservative come and speak and trying to shut things down, they can't handle it. They want to use brute force to get that person out and shut it down so they can carry on with what they're doing. So that part of it, just I'd I, I love to see that when that happens, when somebody will get up challenge them and keep going. But the thing that I liked in particular about this guy, instead of the, the, what we see on college campuses of like, you're nothing but hate speech. You're nothing but hate speech. No more hate speech. No more hate. (laughs) You know, this guy actually had points to make and was coming up with cogent sentences and asking, you know, he was obnoxious in the way that he went about doing it, but if you're going to ask a question and you've got a point to your question, go ahead and be obnoxious. Go ahead and challenge Murder Granny. Yeah.
0: Well, you, that's the only way you can. You have to. Uh, sat, I don't like that approach. I don't. I, I like what he did here, but I, I'm not one for just let's, let's just drop a grenade and and let shit pop off and see what happens. Like, uh, loud, obnoxious people like that can be annoying. I get it. But... If, if you're on our side and you're talking to, in this case, a Hillary Clinton and a panel of of, of women with boycotts, like, and the Ugandan dude, like, the, you have to. That's the, to your point. That's the only way you get there. And I love that the comment was made. It, 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 maybe you made this and I missed it. But it's not free speech when you disrupt people. Yeah. <laughs>
1: what What? That is the biggest sack of crap I've ever heard from any communist Democrat. Right? I mean,
0: their definitions of free speech are, are hilarious and terrifying all at the same time. Well, you can't say this. Yes, you can. right. Should you? That's a
1: different story. Should and could are different words. I guarantee you that guy is not a Republican or a conservative. I guarantee you he's uh, he's part of the old school anti-war left. And you notice we don't see people like, you know, the Code Pink folks coming out or anything. Right. Because they're all funded from left wing organizations. So, of course, they're not. That should tell you something about who really wants war in our country. If you have these activist anti-war activist organizations like Code Pink are being held at bay and not coming forward in the in in the public eye and part of the public conversation about war they're they're part of the left-wing system yeah who wants war they can act like they're anti-war all they want but they the left is now the biggest part of they're the biggest warmongering faction that we have in our country
0: they absolutely are i love to the i mean that's so true i did you notice He's at one point. She's like, "I'm just gonna turn and start." I guess she looked to her left. I'm gonna start talking to. And she grabbed her cue card. <laughs> yeah, and and she starts talking to the. I don't know if it was Robert a dude from or Uganda. She, Robert from <laughs> Uganda, and and as, as she eventually comes back into the fight with him, but while she's trying to talk over the screaming kid in the audience, she's talking about LGBTQ issues in Uganda. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary, have you been to? stop it we've what are we doing for these issues in uganda or ghana or niger like um nothing
1: it's not a thing there no they're trying to make it a thing there the the left is trying to feminize men all over the planet and the continent of Africa is like their holy grail because if you're, if you're gonna go anywhere on the planet when it, when it comes to the delineation between male and, and female lines, Africa is it. Well, other than the Mideast where we all know how women are treated there, but when it comes to the, 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 the family dynamic in the makeup, it, 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 the the lines are set there man they are and so now what we've got we've got leftists like Hillary and Bill Bill Gates who despises everybody who lives on that continent who uses them as guinea pigs yeah doing his best to eliminate them they want they want to break down the family structure within those communities, and they want to emasculate men like they're trying to do here and feminize that entire continent. It, because once you feminize you know, a male population, the whole population becomes controllable at that point, and that's the goal behind it.
0: Yeah. No, it's true. There's yes, there's some interesting shit going on in Africa right now. <laughs> yes. um, there just is. There just is. Okay, we're going to take a break. Before we take a break, we got to get to question of the day. So let's get that out of the way. And here's what I will ask you today. Question of the day. Do you think anything will get done with Speaker Mike Johnson? I'm not asking do you like, dislike Mike Johnson. I'm just simply asking, do you think anything will get accomplished? Will anything get done with our new GOP Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson? Let us know your answers. We will tell you ours as well after a quick break here Enjoy the live look in while we top off our drinks. We'll be right back.
9: We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled it won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Never miss an episode and experience the best live in-show engagement with Drew and the crew on Rumble. Be sure to subscribe to Drew's channel to be notified each time he goes live for the best commentary, the best skits, and outstanding guests on the issues that matter to you. You can do so on the Rumble app by searching Drew Burquist, then click subscribe, or by visiting rumble.com forward slash Drew Berquist on your web browser.
7: My business partner Jim and I uh, started Thistle Creek Reserve because we wanted to bring glory to God. We want to be Christ-centered seven days a week, 365 days a year. Our coffee is produced all around the world—some from Papua New Guinea, South America, and Guatemala, Brazil, for example. Beyond the cup is—it's our life motto. It's our way to give back, and it's for us our charitable partners. Uh, we partner with the Tim Tebow. Akoa uh, Philippi Project to help rescue women and children from sex trafficking. Uh, we partner with Seamark Ranch, a uh, foster care community to help show the love of Christ to children uh, who've really just been abandoned by their families. One of the things that we do is we go back and we support the missionaries that we help get our coffee from so that they can build churches and uh, schools and hospitals and dig wells so that everybody has fresh and clean water. We stand on core conservative Christian values, and we will never shy away from that. But that doesn't mean that we don't love our friends that are across the aisle. We love them all. We want to serve good coffee to them all, and we want them to know that there's somebody who might not think like they do, but's willing to love them anyway and have a conversation with them.
0: The pearl is in the river. The crow flies at midnight. Titwillow, Titwillow, you magnificent Titwillow.
8: Goes to court
1: at the Thunderdome. <laughs> Megan McCain just came out and said that. So we just elected a raging homophobe speaker, way to break stereotypes and win over hearts and minds. So Ray retweeted that and says, Now I know we picked the right guy.
0: <laughs> I love it. Welcome back, folks. Gonna get to that question of the day, and your responses reminder: the question was. Do you think, now that we have Mike Johnson in, we've got a new speaker of the house, do you think anything will get done? That's the question. That is the question. (laughs) Staying salty. Is that a trick question, Drew? (laughs) Uh, Barb says, yes, please, yes. Colty says, you know the old saying, you hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Tend to agree with you. Andy says things we don't want will certainly get done. And then and, and then I just my thing screwed up here. Um, and people are talking. Uh but keep sending your responses in. Question was, do you think that with the new speakers things will
1: actually get done in DC? What do you, what do you think, Tom? I hope not. Uh, I hope nothing gets done because that means that we're not going to get screwed. If by getting something done, getting the Rains Act passed, even though it doesn't have a prayer, you know, uh, passing in the Senate, at least it's on radar again, and try and you know get the lawmaking process back to the House and Senate. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree with the first person who had the comment. It, it's it's not going to help us. Whatever it gets passed. You know, if they if they decide to repeal the eighty seven thousand new IRS agents, I'd be all I'd be behind that. I would hope that would happen, but again, that wouldn't get through the Senate. So, (laughs) things are going to get done, but are we going to like them? Are we going to like the outcome? I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I I think I think I think that's my answer too. I I think some stuff will get done. There'll be some things that maybe feel like wins or, or sound like wins. But won't won't actually feel like wins uh, or be legitimately real
1: wins for the American people. The big test is going to come with with the with the money f- the, you know that's going to be earmarked for Israel and the money for Ukraine. If they put that together in one spending <clears throat> bill, if they can separate that, then things might be looking up. But if they get mashed together. Same old, same old. Same old, same. Old. Well, even so, you're going to have a
0: lot of Republicans who vote for the Ukraine money. Yeah. So it's, uh, I, it would be good because you'll see where everyone votes on it. But anything that we want, I mean, uh, that's that's the the reality of the things of the situation. Anyways, is anything that we actually want done that maybe gets put forward, put up, taking care of the eighty-seven thousand eight, you know, something to do with the Raines Act. Some you you gave some great examples. Any of those things. It doesn't really matter because it's going to stall at the next phase so it it matters to show that there's some fight left and you gotta you gotta have that but beyond that i i just don't know what they can what they can do um now i'd love to see some i'd love to see some some more investigations i'd love to see some 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 more aggressive behavior towards the left even though most of it would come off uh in the minds of the masses is spiteful don't care do it you have to be spiteful yeah i mean even even though some of it wouldn't actually go anywhere again impeachment doesn't mean jack shit unless you can get it through the entire process now which is not going to happen but but do that
1: do some things that show you've got some balls yeah you know like when schiff and swalwell were crying that was some of the best. That was some of the best internet that was going on on social media. Right. When those two got their sacks pulled out from underneath them. It was. Yeah, I,
0: I just want to see fight. Again, I'm not, I, I don't expect much out of other humans in general, particularly the folks who are in DC. Just do something. Do something that kind of energizes people, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Likely nowhere. But. <clears throat> worth 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 a shot to to try. Okay, let's get uh let's get to some world news. Let's head overseas uh and and touch on some stories over there. By the way, GFX said, I I missed it. Good to see you, by the way. Uh, Small steps will get done, which is better than retreat. I like that answer. Again, (laughs) incremental wins are are what matters at this point. Not all-out world war, not all-out annihilation, not all-out communism. Some some small pushing back against communism. We're going to have to settle for that. Everyone wants to win the Super Bowl. Guys, look, I've been a Vikings fan my whole life. We've never won a Super Bowl. We've been to four, lost all of them. None of them in my lifetime. Uh, we we got to be okay getting some some other s- small victories on the way to your ultimate goal. Did you make it to the Super Bowl? No. Well, we haven't in my lifetime, but but I'd be happy if we did. Like, okay, I've got, I've got a fifty-fifty chance here. Like we, but point being, we've got to be able to take some small wins. So we're bad at it. I'm bad at it. I I, I want. All-out victory at all times. If we're talking about war stuff, I want all-out annihilation. I I want, I'm just, that's how I am. I'm
1: all or nothing. You got to get some first-round draft picks, get yourself to 500, and then think about, then concentrate on winning your division. Right. And then after you win the division, you know, concentrate on the next step. And then eventually it'll get you to the Super Bowl, but it's you know once you're down, you got to figure out how you can rebuild. And unfortunately, a lot of times with the Republican Party, they really don't care about rebuilding. No. <laughs> not not at all. You know they they it, they're all. They're almost like the Detroit Lions, even though the Lions are not having a pretty good run this year, where it's just kind of like, we all know that the Lions stink, and we're going to see them on Thanksgiving because it's a tradition, and they're probably going to end up losing, but... A know. horrible tradition, by the <laughs> <Yeah>. way. <laughs> uh, they're great this year, and
0: and I would say kudos to them, but I, I don't like them at all because they're in our division, but... For for our entire lives, we've had to watch one of the worst franchises (laughs) in league history play on one of the greatest days, if not for some, the greatest day that we experience. What are we going to do? Let's put a log on the fire, stuff our bellies, and watch the Lions.
1: (laughs) Watch the Detroit Lions.
0: (laughs) I don't get it. (laughs) <laughs> Meanwhile, let's crumble up a bunch of bread and shove it in a turkey's butt. There's a lot of weird things that happen on Thanksgiving. We'll talk about that as we get closer to it. Um, but let's uh, we we played the world news bump. And since we've talked about D.C. politics again and Thanksgiving, Is, Israel has uh, reportedly agreed. And you could see this coming. You could kind of see it not just coming, but literally happening in, in real time over the last couple of weeks. You know, it's been 18 days since the, the brutal attack and they've agreed to delay the invasion into Gaza per U.S. requests. Now, there's, <laughs> like anything with these types of situations, and, and, and really any situation in general, there's good and bad in all of this, right? People, some, some people would say, oh, this is awful because we need to go, we need to go fast, and you got to strike fast and strike hard and sh- strike everywhere and just kill everything. Okay, I get it. I'm I'm kind of a proponent for that i do think delaying things only is going to make it that much more of a violent and bloody thing but the reasoning at least on paper at least verbally from the u.s government for delaying it is not just for humanitarian aid for for folks in 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 gaza and and palestine writ large that is a huge component of it no two ways about it you know you can't argue that our our weak-ass government is not saying well we don't want to hurt anyone because like, that's, that's how our leadership is. That's not how our operators and, and our, our, our folks who are going to be doing stuff feel. But that's a part of it. But what they're saying is that it's been delayed so that the U.S. can move its um, missile de- mi- excuse me, missile defense systems into the region, including um, not, not just for, for the sake of protection for Israel, but also for our, our personnel, U.S. personnel that's scattered throughout the region, Iraq, Syria uh saudi arabia uae all of that because things are picking up they're picking up quite significantly over the last several days not just in terms of violent actual activity but but also rhetoric so we're saying hey according to what the pentagon and everyone is saying and it's hard to to trust everyone these days i get it but according to the reports delay it until next week ish let us get all of these systems there so we can we can more adequately defend ourselves and defend you guys. And there's there's been a lot of these attacks. We've got uh, 29 troops in Syria um, injured, 10 in, in Iraq. We've had one American contractor, who I hope I, I hate regardless. I hope and pray I don't know who was killed in one of the attacks by Iranian-backed, you know, militias who have used drones and other rockets and missiles to attack us installations throughout the region so things are are picking up things are picking up we've deployed so much shit to the region so much more coming as we talked about earlier when cam cam was 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 saying that we we can't escalate things well we did honey (laughs) we we're sending everything we've got over there uh and and it's getting pretty damn spicy everyone's taking their positions as all of this is happening you've got again refresher Iranian-backed militias wreaking havoc throughout the region, not just in Israel, but on our personnel. And they've done this. I was talking about it on Jesse. When the first one happened, and I didn't know that a bunch more were going to happen right after it, so I was partially wrong when I was on with him. But when the first one happened in western Iraq, everyone was making a a huge to-do about it. Oh, my gosh, can you believe this? I'm like, yeah, it happened all the time. It does happen all the time. You have Iranian-backed militias who target u.s forces installations that are friendly to u.s forces throughout the region and and that kind of stuff happens and usually nothing much comes of it it's kind of a reminder that hey we're here we don't like you but they don't necessarily go for the jugular because they don't want us to respond in kind it's just kind of like a gnat or a mosquito but they've been increasing it they've been doing more and more so now it's now it's like a a a horsefly it's a it's a bigger mosquito that's pissing you off and you see this and you see Iran's threats about what they're talking about doing and, and it's getting close to the point where maybe it's like a pterodactyl which I still wish kind of were still around if I'm being honest not in our area
1: <laughs> different areas uh, I'm sure that there is a company a bio company somewhere who's trying to bring them back bring the pterodactyl back
0: of course they are people who are here for the first time are like, what the hell are they talking about I don't know we don't ever exactly know but things are getting spicy there. You've got these these different Iranian-backed militias targeting not just Israelis and Jews throughout the region, but they're targeting U.S. forces, and they're trying to send a strong message. They're trying to send a strong message as we send a very strong message, a significant show of force to carrier groups. I was looking at this chart today. We don't have it for you tonight, but this chart that outlined each and every ship that was going as a part of the two carrier groups plus some surplus stuff that was going it's significant, you guys. There's a lot of metal in the water <laughs> off, of, off of the coast of the Middle East.
1: Yeah, it's just not like, hey, we're just going to slide in here just to make sure, you know, keep an eye on everything that's going on, you know, let everybody know that we're here to keep the peace. It, when you realize how many ships make up a carrier group, like you're saying, it's a very significant amount. Yes, very and the Ford, by the way, the biggest carrier we've got.
0: Uh, it, so I mean, it's 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 getting interesting. And with that, you're seeing people take their sides, right? You're seeing people talk about embassies being evacuated, you know, travel edicts and, and warnings and all of those things. And you had Erdogan in Turkey, who's 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 been in some conversations here. Israel telling people not to go to Turkey. Uh, if you're in Turkey, get out of Turkey. All all of that. And he came, and there was a headline here. Well, here's here's a headline here. Erdogan uh, says canceling plans to visit Israel. So he was going to go have some some dialogue, and now it's being canceled because, as it says there in the first line there, the sub the subheading: Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan said Wednesday he was canceling plans to visit Israel because of its inhumane war against Hamas militants in Gaza. He went on to say that Hamas were not terrorists but in fact that they were liberators. So you've got Turkey, a NATO ally taking a very strong stance on this calling a terrorist group, a designated terrorist group. yes they're elected leaders in Palestine, but they are also recognized globally Any anyone if, if you ask anyone on the streets saying someone from Hamas if you thought of Hamas as a terrorist group or a political party, you would get damn near, except for our dumbass college kids. We're going to talk about them later. But level headed humans would say terrorist group because that's what they are. But he's saying, no, 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 they're not terrorists. They're liberators. That's a strong stance. So, my, here, I mean, here's my question. I saw some other people talk about it today online as well. But we had Alexis Wilkins on on Monday and we were talking about Armenia and what azerbaijan and the azerbaijanis are doing to armenians in um uh, artsakh i'm saying it wrong i can't think of it i can't even think of it
1: anyways that, that little sliver the little land, sliver of land there
0: between, um,
1: between Arma- armenia and Ar- azerbaijan
0: artsakh um, you, so you've got them you've got them taking over that and kicking them out of their homes kicking them out of the country violently in in many cases and you say, well, so what? Well, Turkey's a, Turkey's on board with that. They've been very vocal about that. Historically speaking, as as she got into that day, you, you've got the regional disputes that have happened there forever, and then you've got Turkey, who's been a part of those and are very much in support of what Azerbaijan is doing to Armenia, who are Christian people. Normally, the kind of people we stand up for. So, but my point is, is Turkey's taken a Yeah, Art Sock. Thank you, Disco. Uh, uh, Turkey's taken a very strong stance on two regional disputes that on most days of the week would go hardcore against where NATO and more specifically the United States stands. Now, the United States has been quiet on the issue in Armenia because of oil and, and all of that as it pertains to Azerbaijan. But you've got a NATO ally soft finger parents here nato ally in turkey who is wreaking havoc throughout the region which is not what nato is supposed to be about now i think nato is a failed organization to be very clear but where nato is supposed to be the good guys right and instead you've got them supporting what could be considered genocide in armenia and then you've got them supporting Hamas, a terrorist organization, over Israel. Calling them liberators. Calling them liberators. I don't. I just don't get how how NATO's not calling an emergency session, and being like, "Hey, what's up with uh, Tayyip over there, man? He's fucking lost his mind." And they know that's where he's going to fall in the first place because they know where Turkey stands on all these issues. But how how is how is that?
1: How is that a thing? I mean, how 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 are they still a part of this? Turkey a part of NATO? Yeah. Or, uh, well, it's because of lack of leadership from the United States that Erdogan is doing his own thing and throwing in with whoever he wants, knowing that there's not going to be any pushback from the regime that's in charge right now, and for him to call Hamas liberators, you know. Uh, Let's look at World War II when, you know, the Allied forces were fighting the Nazis. And America and the Allied forces were at war with the German government and the Nazi Party and German soldiers. We weren't fighting German citizens. And so when we moved in to liberate Germany from Nazi control, American forces— didn't bust into random Germans' houses, find pregnant women, cut open their babies, and then decapitate the baby. Right. That's not liberating. That's a terrorist. That's a sick, sadistic terrorist attack, and that's what Hamas is. So for him to refer to Hamas as liberators, there's not even by any stretch of the imagination can you say— Call somebody a liberator who's killing civilians and then taking people hostage? Right. That's not a liberator. No. That's a terrorist. Terrorist.
0: And again, they were before they were a political entity. They were a terrorist group. They still are a terrorist group. But that—that is—that's their, <laughs> their beginning. It's—it's it's who it—it's it, remarkable to me. Nothing will get done with it. But I just—I—I just—I I just, I look at that, and I hadn't thought of it until this week, but you see them take their strong stance on this and, and, and their support, their ardent support of Hamas. And then you look at the conversation we had with Alexis earlier in the week about Armenia. And you're like, you guys are, I, 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 I've never had any, any love or adoration for Turkey other than some of their food and, and the, the lounge in the Istanbul airport, which I talk about all the time. Right. But I know that you guys aren't really on our side But, like, you're totally not in sync with what NATO stands for
1: in the rest of the world. Well, and Erdogan knows that. Do you think Blinken or Biden is going to get him on the phone and say, Erdogan, you need to chill the fuck out? Right. That's not going to happen. He knows he can do whatever he wants at this point. And you need somebody like that on the U.S. side to to say that to him. Because you got to keep these people in check, especially— erdogan who who is an avowed islamicist he's not a good guy right no he's
0: not way and he's corrupt as shit i mean he's he's an he's an absolute nightmare not just not just for the region he's a nightmare for turkey right he's he's a nightmare for for the turkish people um so it it's interesting it's interesting to see how this happens look maybe i don't want world war three either in Ukraine and Russia or throughout the Middle East or a combination of both or add in China and Taiwan. None of that sounds great to me. It's going to mess up my holiday plans. But maybe there's some shake up if 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 this does kick off, because there's going to be some interesting lines that look Turkey. If this happens, Turkey's not fighting with NATO countries in the middle east no <laughs> i mean that will end that relationship pretty damn quick yeah you're not going to have the uk and and the us be like ah we'll give you a pass we'll see you on the battlefield and yeah. then and then we'll we'll coordinate on issues having to pertain with with other stuff throughout you know the the, the baltics and throughout uh europe over here and over in this region like no I,
1: yeah we're we're gonna stage troops in Turkey. we're gonna use your air bases in Turkey to launch attacks in the mid east yeah
0: well and i I've never gotten that either i've I've flown through there we've refueled there we've got there's there's re- you know uh, we partner with the dumbest people <laughs> or we we are the dumbest people for who we partner with it, it, I should say it that way because it's like what hold on these people are not friendly to us. I know there's money passing back and forth, and that's why both sides are okay with it. There's a regional a hub implication for us. There's finance for us. There's a little bit of a wink and a, a wink and a nod promise that we'll protect each other on this particular location. But I've never—I mean, some of the places that we <clears throat> we partner with for that stuff, I just don't get it. I know you want to be in this region. We need to have hubs all over the world for 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 logistics, for air support for for passing through special operations and intel folks just to have a you know a soft and and safe touch point but we can find other ones that we're not limited to like well i guess we just have to choose here these don't like us but all right we'll do it uh no we're we're a very powerful entity and and there are people who who not as many as there used to be there are people who still like us and need us around the globe let's let's do it there
1: yeah well our state department for years has been run like the the movie spinal tap when he's showing off the amp he's like well these go to 11 you know nobody can stand back and say well well just make 10 a little bit higher and still keep it at 10 where it's like well turkey has always been our friend so let's just stay in turkey yeah and until trump came along and said hey Nobody's paying their fair share in NATO. You know they they need to step up. Germany, what are you doing? Everyone's like, oh my god, what's Trump doing? Because it's always been like this. It's sometimes you need, you, well, a lot of time you need an agitator like Trump to come in and kind of and look at everything through a different lens and say we can be doing things a lot better and not having to get in bed with people that despise us and don't have the United States' best interest at heart and. Who we despise, and uh, in, in how they govern and take care of their own people. Yeah, you know, look what we did. We were friends with Saddam Hussein when he was fighting Iran to begin with.
0: We're uh, we we've, we I'm telling you, there's obviously a lot of history and lineage and and tribal shit that happens, uh, still happens, but happened in Afghanistan. There's there's literally people where you'd go back on deployments and be like, all right, now are they our friends or our enemy this time? Right. <laughs> because like right now, this is this guy is an HVT. He's one of our top targets to to kill or capture. Cool. All right, let's do it. Then you, then you come back and it's not as fast and as and it, I'm exaggerating a little bit. It's not as fast as one or two deployment grids. But then you come back and it's years later. It's like, well, we've got a meeting today with this person. Hold on, hold on. I mean the one that we were trying to kill, yes, that one. Yes, now, now, now we're meeting with them and funding them, and then you, and then you, it's years later, and you come back. All right, this son of a bitch has got to go. It's like I'm so confused. You guys, you guys have literally broken so many parts of me. I, I, I don't know what to do. Like, okay, fine. So we're not killing him. No, wait, we are. Are we not? Like, and then you get there. I mean, it's got to be confusing. You pull up on a house like we're here to rescue you. No, we're here to kill you, motherfucker. Like everyone's confused. Time out. Let us con- let us con- yeah. <laughs> consult. We're gonna make a call real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, real quick. Staying salty asked earlier. A lot of new people came in yesterday on on Rumble. Staying salty asked about Coin Club. Coin Club is a is it's the extra content uh, for this is my show. So. You get a challenge coin like this sent to you. You can't really see it, but you get an awesome um, this is my show slash booze and banter challenge coin sent your way. You get access to what might start next week. I keep saying this. We've got equipment on order. The reason it keeps getting pushed back. But you get um, supply chain, supply chain. We issues. never
1: knew what those were until right. Joe Biden told us. <laughs> until He told us literally never.
0: No one <laughs> ever knew what this was until years ago. No, we all did, Joe. We all did. You've just made it a lot worse. Um but you get access to um, what's going to be the, the pre-show tailgate for This Is My Show. So prior to the 6 to 9, we've got a full bar in our studio because that's who we are. So prior to that, we'll have cameras going over there. We'll be chatting and engaging with you guys on uh, Red Voice Media, which you can go and get to uh, at dbcoinclub.com. You can see it on the screen there. So if you sign up at dbcoinclub.com uh, and then you watch at dbcoinclub.com, there's a separate chat there. You've got uh, this is the old graphic that says Friday shows, but there's um, <clears throat> it's it's going to be every day before the show, a, a pregame official tailgate show. So four extra um, touch points with myself and the crew and then um, you get the challenge coin. If you're a veteran or first responder, you get 30 percent off when you sign up uh, and you can do annual. You can do you can do full whatever. We're giving everyone coins now. So you sign up. Um, and, and, and we're going to retroactively, by the way, take care of some of the monthly members from before with some coins. So some more news on that, but yeah, so that's basically what it is. You get access to all that. You get access to other RVM premium content, and then you get access to, uh, articles that are going to be on the red voice network going behind the paywall. You'd have access, basically everything, red voice media and everything in, in our ecosystem. You have, you have free. So, um, let's continue on. With the war overseas, you had Kirby, smug little bitch, was asked about a humanitarian pause by Israel to get aid into the Gazans. Here's what the communist mouthpiece had to say
7: on the humanitarian pause:
8: Is it something that the U.S. is actively pursuing or calling for that to be the case? Well, you
5: heard the Secretary of State talk about the the, the need to look at that to to consider uh, the the. The possibility of a humanitarian pause to allow aid to get in and get in unfettered, uh, and to allow for the safe movement of people out. But again, there's a lot that goes into that, Matt. You got to, we got to, you know, we get the Rafa crossings open on the way in; it's not open on the way out. There's there's a lot of spade work in diplomacy to get that to happen. So you're not calling for it at this point. You're saying it should be an option. I think it's again. I would refer you back to what Secretary Blinken said, but it's certainly something that ought to be considered for the purpose of humanitarian assistance.
0: Okay. So humanitarian pause let's talk me let's talk about humanitarian pauses for a second, shall we, Tom? Yes. I don't remember anyone from the Bi- Kirby included from the Biden regime calling for a pause to allow humanitarian aid into Russia or Ukraine nothing in that particular conflict right
1: <laughs> no it's it's been full throttle all the way the whole time yeah murder death kill right. all the way no stopping
0: no peace talks no humanitarian aid I, I, literally we're gonna do everything we can to marginalize and or defeat Putin that's what the United States is saying and doing and then they're using Ukraine as a as a placeholder someone as an excuse in the in the process for it but it really is unreal no no pause over there for humanitarian aid where in both cases look i mean again the 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 scenes in ukraine the the narrative in ukraine all of that a lot of it's garbage there's so much propaganda there because so much of it's bullshit and and the war, the war is really over it certainly would be over if we would let it be over I, instead we keep perpetuating it hopefully mike johnson and the crew stop any funding you know for that for now moving forward but i get it i get that there's people who are facing some hard times and particularly people you know not just folks in israel but there are i'm sure there's five or six decent palestinians out there probably going to get firebombed for that comment but like (laughs) but i'm sure that there's some in gaza who aren't most of them support Hamas because by the way remember they elected them but But I'm sure there are some who don't, and that's just where they live, and there's other countries that don't take them in. So let's be realistic for a second and say, okay, there's a sliver of that population who are just people stuck in a shitty-ass country who's getting bombed to smithereens right now. You get some aid in. You do this, that, and the other. They're talking about that. I I think that there's a legitimate desire of our government to do that. I think Israel's legitimate desire is just to to murder, death, kill right now, which I would be in the same position, and I would take the same stance. Yeah, thanks for your help. Thanks for your suggestions and uh, your so-called wisdom here. We're just going to go kill people if it's all the same to you. But really what this is is— there's this there's this battle to try and come off as humane and decent and then there's also the thing that we talked about earlier where we've got to get our stuff into the area which do you
1: think is more important getting our stuff into the area i you know when it comes to like the this humanitarian aid that's kind of to try and placate the elements of the radical left but right now the left and democrats have a huge problem with anti-semitism i mean it is permeating right now like a, a big pile of steamy rotting beef goulash that's been left out for years in the cafeteria of a haunted nursing home and it, it's just it, it's wafting everywhere and you can't help but to get the disgusting aroma up your nose so i think there's some of that involved with not wanting israel to go in but i also think that it's getting more american troops in the area to make sure that when it does go in and it ticks off that it it will drag on for as long as possible yeah oh so (laughs) uplifting um (laughs) Which part? The uh, beef goulash that was rotting in the... All of it. <laughs> All of it. All of it was. Kirby's not done. or
0: We're not done with Kirby, however you want to look at it. Because Obama had come... he, You know, Obama decided... The, I forget what day it was. He, he decided, hey, I'm going to weigh in on this Israel thing. I'm putting out an official statement talking about standing by Israel and their right to defend itself. Kirby was asked about it. Never really responded directly to it. He responded, but he, he didn't respond to... Whether he supported Obama, didn't support Obama. Take a listen to this exchange.
3: President, former President Obama, shared some of his views about the conflict yesterday. One of the things he said was that uh, the Israelis haven't done enough to avoid killing or injuring civilians as they seek to take out Hamas in Gaza. Does President Biden share that view?
5: President Biden has. Since the very beginning of this conversation, uh, I've been talking to the prime minister, and we have been talking to Israelis at uh, various levels, at the cabinet level and below, um, about what, what separates us from Hamas as two democracies, and that's respect for human life. That's abiding by the law of war. That's by doing everything you can to try to prevent civilian casualties and collateral damage, and that's an active conversation we continue to have with them.
0: So it doesn't really address it. Whatsoever. By the way, the reporter was wrong to correct herself. President Obama, I mean former President Obama. No, that's, yeah. just call it what it is. Even the press secretary does it frequently. He's he's still in charge, right? Still in charge.
1: I mean, it's a Freudian slip, kind of like saying, you know, that oh, I don't know, that uh, the former president murdered his chef. <laughs> oh, I mean, it, he drowned. It was, a, uh, it was a it was a drowning. Drowning. Oh, wait. Obama wasn't there at the time. Oh, he was there at the time. Hmm. You know we're never going to get to the bottom No, now. we're never getting to the bottom <laughs> of that. And you also know that, Ob-
0: look, Obama puts out the statement, Obama doesn't care about Israel.
1: No, he he's
0: and, as anti-Semitic as they get. As they get. I mean, his policies – I mean – that—we actually struggled. I mean, that relationship took a, a big hit during those eight years.
1: There was a point when Netanyahu came to the White House when Obama was president, and Obama made him use the back entrance. You remember that? He had to go in by, like, the dumpsters and everything to get into the White House. He would not let him use the, the, the regular entrance where all dignitaries come in.
0: <laughs> That's— <laughs> Thank you so much. Staying salty, by the way, um, for the I don't even remember what it's called on Rumble, the super chat, the the very kind donation. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I didn't remember that story. But I mean, he treated them like trash throughout. Like, I, I, I distinctly remember being like, I don't know how this is going to end. I, I, you kind of figure it's going to be fine because ultimately back in the day, I mean, back in think about this, too, is I distract myself from my own point. 2008 to 2016 things were rough i i experienced some really rough stuff overseas working for the man and you're like i don't know how we're going to recover but i'm pretty sure we will because that's the american grit and resolve right little did we know how much things were going to change from there but his his stance and his policies towards them were so crappy that it i i I asked myself that that question about that relationship too at the time and, and a lot of people did how is this going to work? We've been so close, so tightly knit on so many issues, so many things over the years. And now all of a sudden you're just going to be a dick, total dick to Israel. And, and, and every once in a while he would say the right thing and America stands by Israel and, you know, let's be clear and blah, blah, blah. But then, but then the actions didn't line up with the words. I mean, he, it's a wonder we made it. We made it through some of the stuff back then. So, anyways, moving on. Tom's just shaking his head at me. Um.
1: <laughs> no, you're absolutely correct. I didn't think we were going to make it through uh, as well. And the one thing that I couldn't get over with Obama and the way that he treated Israel during his terms, two terms in office, were the fact that colleagues of mine who are Jewish were like, "Obama is the best," and it's like, D- "What am I missing?" Right. Are, are you not seeing, what you know, how he's treating Israel, how he's treating, you know, delegations from Israel to come over here? What aren't you missing? Uh, what? How can you not see how anti-Semitic this man is and just the utter visceral disdain that he has for Israel and Jewish people in general? Yeah. All I- right. I felt like I was the only one who was seeing that.
0: It, but because m- most people didn't. most people didn't. And most people didn't see the the truth behind any of his policies. Most people don't think that he's he's still actively involved in everything today. I mean yeah. they, the the stuff oh, that that guy's able to get away with is yeah. is it's freaking remarkable. It really is. Uh, keep in mind though, as all this is happening, we've got <laughs> we've got war drums beating. In multiple locations. We've got a massive presence in the med. Massive presence in Ukraine. Small little stuff going on all around the world. Most of most of, of, of which is unknown to, to the masses. Which is good and that's that's how it should be. And you've got the prospect of China and Taiwan on the horizon. All of that. This confused joker is in charge right here. Take a look at this guy. <laughs> Get the coffin. The recipients of the National Medal of What are you gonna do, Joe? <laughs> what what are you gonna do? I love the to- Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you 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 can hardly stand and walk yourself, and you're going to, from what I can interpret, he's thinking in his his broken ass mind. You're going to help this 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 older gentleman with his walker downstairs.
1: The walker guy had better motor motor coordination than Biden. had. Right? Do you see how stiff Biden was? He looked like a robot. It was like. <laughs>
0: Look, there's a couple, you don't, you don't. we don't want to let Biden near your daughters. Obviously you, you don't want him helping you evacuate a country and you don't want him helping you go up or downstairs. Yeah. And yet he's like, I got this. No, you don't. You trust me. You will get lost trying to leave the podium here in a few minutes. (coughs) And I love that. I mean, honestly, that's not talked about enough. He is always sick and or coughing. He, 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 Yeah, (coughs) I mean, I, I I understand that we're not going to get the truth. (laughs) Well, we're not going to get the truth. And I understand that we're not going to get age limits and term limits and all of this stuff. But the dude can't look more old and weak. He can't look more confused. Can we at least institute a rule that says you have to be able to walk normal? And, and not look super old, maybe we don't put a number on it. Maybe it's just, yeah, nope, you don't pass the test. Because, I mean, he, you know, back back in the day, you know, call these folks geezers, which is probably not nice. Oh, I love the term But geezer. I love the term geezer, geezer and I love are. old people. Again, we're not picking on all old people. We're picking on old people who are trying to play the role of the President of the United States. So keep keep everything keep everything in, in check here well
1: we didn't have rules until woodrow wilson had his stroke and then edith wilson became the first female president right and then that's when we got the 22nd amendment to to make sure that this wouldn't happen again but obviously nobody cares they know that i mean joe is is in the same sort of vegetative state that Woodrow Wilson was who by far Woodrow Wilson as a sidebar is one of the most despicable human unctuous creatures that has ever walked the face of the earth much less have been president of the United States but Joe you know I mean to his credit Woodrow Wilson was in a coma and was bedridden Joe is just rotting in front of us he he is a corpse that is just coming apart it's like if you were to like open up a sarcophagus and let the mummy out that, you know, still has some life left in, in them it would be Joe Biden. Yeah. It's just, you know, he's his days are numbered. And he's just deteriorating quicker and quicker in front of all of us. It, but that's the thing that drives me crazy about permanent Washington, and especially the left. They don't care. They don't. Because they know that, you know, Obama's pulling the strings. It's it, a figurehead spot. It's, yeah.
0: Yeah. It, 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 it. It means nothing to them, and it really means nothing to everyone now because of this. I, I get. I used to. I used to respect the office, the role of the president, no matter who was in it, even if I didn't like them or agree with them. Became pretty hard to do with Obama. Everything has changed so much since then, and they've they've gone full on figurehead mode, on the left to the point where it it really just is. It's laughable. It's like. Wh- We're uh, not—we are picking on Joe Biden. Joe Biden's a corrupt, vile douchebag. He's been awful for America. But, like, we're not even picking on Joe Biden. We're picking on the people behind Joe Biden who are willing to put this out there and say, you're welcome, America.
1: You know, for myself, in seeing what happened to Trump when he came into office, like everybody else, I had my doubts about how Trump would do and everything. But the vitriol and the hatred from the left during Trump's presidency— And for myself, seeing Trump do a pretty good job, I thought, you know, the four years that he was in there and then weirdness going on with the election and him not getting reelected, to me, I was like, you know what? Oh, Joe Biden's in the office? Guess what? Whatever gloves that I may have had on are coming off. So whatever the vegetable does, I don't care. If I'm going to pick on his age, his mental acumen it doesn't matter he's free game and i know that sounds petty but you know if you're going to if if we don't want to go down this road of marxism the best thing you can do is mock and ridicule the people on the left because Period. it needs to be done with them if you want to gain any kind of power back from them because that's exactly what they do and until you can dig your feet in and go at them the same way they've been going at Republicans in, in conservative America for the last sixty years, you have no no chance, no prayer of winning anything ever again. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: I, I think you're I think you're hundred percent right. Warren Poetry says Churchill and Roosevelt use doubles. I think Biden may also. I, I think a lot of presidents have used doubles. Oh, uh, for sure. But but I think uh, Biden, Biden does absolutely sure. does. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, you're going to tell me that the same guy that we saw trying to help the dude with the walker is out wheeling around on a two-wheel bike? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know. Not happening. Yeah. Not happening.
0: Mandatory cognitive tests and physical tests made public every year to be in government. I love it, Captain Rock. I love it. It's never going to happen because of how vile... And anti-American, these douche nozzles are. But that would be great. There's so many things that would be simple. Again, we're not going to go into this now. But you do single issue. First of all, you fix all the issues. You close your border. You do all that stuff. But you have single issue bills. You have term limits. You have cognitive and and physical tests. You have all of those things. And so much would get fixed. There's solutions out there to fix the vast majority of our problems. The people who make, make the decisions for us who don't like us just
1: aren't comfortable with the solutions that are there. They don't want solutions. They don't want to fix anything. they like their club just the way it is. And they don't want anyone else in their club. Yes, I agree. I agree. Well,
0: I I alluded to this earlier just to finish off the second hour with some great news. Russia says they're going to start training for nuclear, uh, nuclear strike. Should they need to respond you see that in there. Uh, that was earlier today from Insider Paper. We're start. We are to start training on nuclear strike. Russian Defense Minister Shoigu says. Okay. I mean, his broken English not great, but it's a concerning thing, no doubt. This tweet came out just an hour ago or two hours ago, just right before the show. Uh, we don't have the tweet, but I'm just going to read it. Russia says it practiced. So n- went from we're going to do to it practiced. Russia says it practiced. Large-scale nuclear strike, Russia has allegedly, uh, 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 had allegedly successfully tested a large-scale retaliatory nuclear strike using ground sea and air components of the country's nuclear forces the Kremlin press service claimed on October 25th, just as a reminder that is today. I mean, is there any way that we don't (laughs) slide into just cataclysmic, apocalyptic world war at this point? with 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 all of the things going on i i want to say yes
1: i'd like to think that we could avoid it but i don't think that the globalists and the the elite in our country care i think they would rather bring it on because we always hear them talk about how there needs to be a thinning of the population they do it with everything So I'm sure that all of these people, all these global elites have some sort of fallout shelter. And we've talked about this before. I guarantee you that Austin and some of these other broke dick generals that are the joint chiefs of staff, joint chiefs of staff, have war game this and saying, you know what? It is possible to win a nuclear war without destroying the planet. And here's our plan. Right. And here's how we survive. Yes.
0: Damn the people. In, yeah. in some places yeah i i still think that there's there's elements of of the mad principle that exist that prevent us from going to that level i'd like to think i'd like to hope that people can say now mutually assured destruction works we're not gonna we're not gonna go down this path but Literally everything else that I ever thought was true and made sense doesn't anymore in this world. So I, I, you see the fact that they're okay with depopulation. The they see all of that stuff. or uh, We see all that stuff. We hear them talk about these things. And then you're like, all right, well, I, yeah, I think I could get to the point. I don't want to get to the point, but I think I could get to the point in my brain where the elites say, yes, we're going to kill a lot of people. But we're going to be okay because we have bunkers, we have facilities, we have we have a, we have war game this out as, as you said, Tom, where we know these areas are going to get hit. These areas probably aren't. It's not going to be an all-out war like World War. It's not. We're not going to have trench warfare like it used to be. It's going to be limited to these types of activities. They're going to be extremely disruptive, change a whole lot, but not for us
1: per se. Just for those people, the peasants. Yeah. Yes, because we're going to go to that fallout shelter that's in that mountain in West Virginia, or we're going to go to the Denver airport where it all collapses in, you know, that was designed. And when you go into the Denver airport, you see all the paintings of the Fabian socialists that are in there and don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole of conspiracies, but the signs are there, man. Yeah, no, (laughs)
0: they, they are. They're there. They're there. Um, all right, we're here. We're coming up at the end of the hour. We've got Cameron Kinsey, who's going to be joining us in just mere moments. So don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to Cameron about some of the stuff we've already talked about. Some new stuff, man. There's a couple clips that we're going to show that I don't think you guys are going to like. I'm just, I'm just telling you. Uh, I know that uh, we haven't shared a lot of stuff that you do like today, <laughs> but we've had a good time. There's been a great time uh, in the chat here and on the other platforms as usual. So uh, we appreciate you guys. Please hit that like button if you have not already. Continue to, to chat and engage in the chat uh, and share this, this clip if you have not already. We're looking forward to bringing Cameron in, and we'll do that here in just a matter of moments. Stick with us. Be right back.
9: Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. government's new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com.
2: My towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made my towels. They actually work. They're soft and they absorb and now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com
9: Get more of Drew, the crew, and This Is My Show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show challenge point access to booze and banter an exclusive tailgate show for coin club members only right before this is my show plus automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes and other in-studio bonuses and don't forget members get access to all other premium content on the rvm network so join the club and carry your coin with pride All members now receive commemorative challenge coins. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. So sign up at dbcoinclub.com. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com.
1: Disco, you got this. Remember, always paper. Okay. Here right, we let's go. One, two, three, shoot. Yeah. Ah, so close, so close. I'm losing. Drink up. Concentrate. It's always paper. Are you sure? Yes, it's always sure? paper. Yes. Here we go. Come on. Okay. One, two, three, shoot. Oof. Ah, so close. Okay, sorry. Drink up. There's gotta be a different way. Mm-mm. Okay. We're ready. Alright, here we go. One, two, three. Uh, See you okay? Uh he'll be fine. Uh, here, Scrix. Oh, great, thank you. Come on, disco. Nobody likes a quitter! <laughs>
0: All right, welcome back, folks. Let's hit this last segment of the show. Please hit that like button if you have not already. Make sure you are subscribed wherever you're watching, ideally over on Rumble. It's rumble.com forward slash Drew Berquist. That's where you will get the best engagement throughout the show, not just with the Drew crew and uh, members of Coin Club and all of that, but uh, from us as well. So please do that. A lot of you guys, real quick, have seen Dr. Christina Rahm on the show several times. You've heard about her amazing life-changing products whether you got the vaccine and you regret it, whether you just want the heavy metals and toxins removed from your bloodstream, or you didn't get the shot but you still want to detox, whatever your situation might be, Root has the solution with Clean Slate, with Restore, and with Zero In. You can do amazing things for yourself. Remove the unwanted toxins in your body. Check it out at the Root, uh, RootBrandsWellness.com forward slash Drew Berkwist. You can see the link on the screen there this is one of my favorite sponsors because they're great to us here at the show but also you guys really win from this in a super big way i do clean slate every day to clean out my bloodstream you can do the same you can add in restore put some goodness back in your body some zero in for supreme focus it's like a healthy organic natural adderall type of a deal Uh, that's not their words necessarily those are mine but uh, amazing products all super good for you So check it out. It's the Root Brands, excuse me, Root Brands Wellness. It used to be, we used to have a different URL, rootbrandswellness.com forward slash Drew Berkowitz. Go check it out. Okay, joining us now, former member of the Trump administration, former White House correspondent, current PR strategist for the Praetorian PR group, friend of the show, Cameron Kinsey. Cameron, thanks for being here.
4: Thank you for having me, Drew.
0: It's good to have you back. It's good to have you back indeed, uh, so there's a lot of stuff that I want to cover with you. So we're just going to kind of like zip and zag, zig and zag all over the place. Um, but I got to ask you this first, any, any thoughts on Mike Johnson getting the speakership today? Cause I, I wasn't sure if it was going to happen and that it did happen. And now we've got a speaker of the house again. Um, do you, what are your thoughts on it? Well,
4: honestly, I, w- I was in the same boat as you Drew, I had no clue what was going to go on. I know we had um, some stuff going on with Jim Jordan and that was up in the air. Um, I was following Anna Paulina Luna's tweets specifically saying, you know, we've got a lot of people here. We're going to stay until we get a vote on this. Um, I was a little bit worried in the beginning that Republicans were going to lose it to the Democrats um, just for the the sincere fact that they didn't like who was being elected speaker as a Republican. but. with Trump backing this and and, uh, hightailing this and bringing awareness on true social um, and and across the United States, I'm really glad that we got someone in there. It's a Republican Um, as this election season ramps up. um, I'm excited what they do in the house and the Senate. Hopefully they're representing the American people properly this time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, what a breath of fresh air that would be uh, (laughs) to have actual representation. Uh, But it it was good. It was good to see in the end of the day. We were talking about earlier today in the show, going to come down to what do you guys do? What do you do, Mike? What's what's the rest of of the GOP do up in D.C.? But we will see. But let's transition to the state of the country in a different way. We get some leadership there. Hopefully, it's it's good leadership there. Um, but we have students walking out to protest Israel. We have people flooding the streets to support Palestine and or Hamas. Uh, this was a scene at Princeton just this week, for instance. Let's take a look at this, then we'll discuss. Now I do like that the one chick was kind of harmonizing or kind of doing the repeat thing in the back. I'll give her props for that uh intifada arabic word that literally means shaking off but in the case of palestine means they use it to push civil unrest but what do you make of this forget what they're saying what they're doing it is an ivy league school but like what do you make of this scene and other ones like it across the country where you've got college students who are actively supporting a terrorist group and and anti-semitic messages on on u.s campuses
4: Well, this just shows a much larger issues uh, that conservatives really need to tackle as the election uh, season ramps up. Uh, We're seeing right now how uneducated and poorly educated these students are in these education systems and with the help of the mainstream media as well. We see how impactful the information and the messaging going out to uh, America's youth is really on these kids. So we're also You know we're seeing these rallies across the country and we're seeing it on these campuses i've seen it on high school campuses as well they're going just as young as 16 years old indoctrinating these students so uh, we need to shed light on who these people actually are hamas is a terrorist organization and the people at these pro-palestinian rallies are also carrying pro-isis flags as well Uh, these people need to be properly educated on how barbaric Uh, this group and this terrorist group actually is, it's actually devastating to watch people my age uh, be in support of Hamas and their barbaric acts towards Palestinian civilians as well as Israeli civilians. So um, it shows just a much larger issues that we need to tackle within these education systems in America and also within the mainstream media as well. We need to hold them accountable.
0: No, I think you're right. It 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 really it's it's frustrating to see, right? You're like, oh my gosh, you know, we all look at this and say, you guys are dumb. You're misguided on this issue, but it's the, it's the bigger issue that's the issue here. Yes, we that we want them to support the right cause, understand who they think they're supporting, what they think they're supporting in this case, but we've got such a misguided youth in this country that youth meaning gen z and and good portions of the millennial population as well who just who 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 either are so ignorant that they refuse to learn it or they were never taught it and in many cases that's that's the situation especially in these ivy league campuses other place other places like it where where people go basically they sign up to go to indoctrination camps and you've you've got them we talk about it all the time in the show but you've got polls where a lot of these young students prefer socialism over capitalism. They're in this case choosing a terrorist organization over one of our longest allies in Israel. Uh, we've got a massive Jewish population here. They're 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 choosing li- almost in, in almost every case. You saw how they handled COVID. You saw how they handled uh, anything having to do with Trump. They are so far off the mark on all the most important issues and it does it leads to that question it's like, well, shit, where do we go from here? Because this is apparently the future, and
1: and they're coming up, and they don't know anything. Yeah, it's a generation that flocks to tyranny, which is something that I never thought that I would ever see being an American in the U.S. to see another generation who is just like, oh, you know what? The, the I want to get on the side with the people who are crushing the souls of everybody else. It's just, it's it, quite frankly, very frightening to me
4: i just also think we've gotten away from judeo-christian values our country was founded on judeo-christian values and now we're seeing protests in the united states out of all places um, you know challenging these judeo-christian values and declaring that we need to have a national conversion to islam as a general Zer, i i'm 23 year old female um, that's lived the american dream in the united states of america and i will tell you right now i only worship one god and that's the lord jesus christ
0: Amen. Amen. And and that's how it should be. That's that's who we all used to be for the most part. There's always a percentage that wasn't right. And they'd come knock on your door sometimes. And that was funny. But but you 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 now you get to this point and that's where it is. And it's 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 refreshing. I mean, what we've seen going back to the other question just for a second. What we've seen and heard about Mike Johnson is is those are the values who share. So it's like that's good. Okay, we're getting some people in the right positions who who have the values that our country needs in this dark time. But you, you look at the students, and and they're they're undereducated, and that's not even the right term. Uh, let's go back to the term indoctrinate. They're indoctrinated. They're fed all this BS, and then and then they're they're told and believe ardently in in their own views that that oh Christianity oh Jesus what no no they they, they push back so hard against that, and obviously that's going to bite them in in the end. Um, but I wanna pivot to another topic on our crazy ride that we're going on here. We talked about Gavin Newsom earlier, spending some time in China, riding around in electric vehicles, eating general Zoe's chicken. He did all of those things. I'm pretty sure all he did. All, did he do all he did all of those right, Tom? I think so the yeah. general it's I it, it, it It's a for, tangy delightful sauce. Yes, and
1: for everyone visiting the country, they always you have a huge spread of general Zoe's yeah, chicken. Yeah, it's just like it's
0: yeah, big yeah, big spoonfuls. <laughs> uh, but he went and he did that. It looks like he's running. You represent a group who's out of California, right? Yes. Do, do, do you, I mean do you think Gavin Newsom's running?
4: Well, I find it so baffling uh, to pivot to your first point, him being uh, in the geographical location that he was, but also sending out emails uh, telling people to go donate to the Virginia Democrat Party as well. So uh, just just so out of touch with reality, so out of touch with voters. Um, I actually have a lot of faith in California this year. I know that we've seen some some truly overwhelming things, especially with these protests ramping up in California. But um We've seen, you know, we have some pretty great grassroots in California as well. Um, I really hope that he, he doesn't. We'll, we'll see what happens. Even if he does, it won't pose a threat uh, to the Republican Party. I truly believe that this is ramping the base up even further. As we've seen, so many detrimental things that have happened in the Biden White House, um, and we're not gonna, we're not gonna stand for that with any political candidate on the Democrat side. I
0: hope you're right. I hope you're right. I like that optimism. I'm going to ride that optimism um, and take that to and and you know Tom just moved his family out here from California. There's good people in California. There are, and I've heard a lot of people who who have been saying some people who work in politics out there that they think that there's a chance that things could could start to change a little bit, even if it's incremental. Again, you're not going to change everything overnight, but even if it's incremental, um, and that's positive because obviously we've lost a lot. We've lost a lot of battles there, but let's go back to the kids here. Well, not, not just, I don't want to say kids. Cause I'm not saying you're not a kid, but like the younger generations, these, these ones here though are kids, which is why I said that you've got these two soulless assassins, total douche mongers who murdered a former police chief, Andreas Probst in Las Vegas. We all, I think we all saw the clip of them driving around playing grand theft auto in real life. And they appeared, and I don't know if you saw this yet, camera. but they appeared in court yesterday, and they absolutely showed no remorse. Keep in mind, everyone, the family of the fallen former sheriff, police chief, excuse me, is, is in the courtroom. These kids murdered him with their car, and, and look how they're acting here. Notice that the one behind his one hand flicks, flicks off the person holding the camera here, but take a look.
4: What did you see them doing? Um, they were flipping us off.
10: They, oh, I would say about three or four different times. They flipped us off, flipping each other off, joking around with each other, definitely not taking anything serious whatsoever.
0: I, I mean to me, this is again a problem with this these younger generations. There's amazing people in younger generations. There's amazing people in all generations. There's bad people in all generations. You're a perfect example of that. But oh, 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 wh- I have got some really vile thoughts that I'd like to say to these to these two individuals. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll try and keep it a little bit cleaner, but but I mean, what do you make of seeing that scene in that courtroom and can you imagine being the family members who were there cuz they they didn't just do it in that second, they did it as they were walking out smiling at them like they're the freaking joker in the dark night, like just these vile creatures. what, what was your what, what's your take on that?
4: It's devastating and it's disgusting. I also, I I know I already said this, but it brings emphasis to a much larger point. We have a mental health crisis in this country right now. And I believe it stems from social media. It stems from inadequate education within these education systems in the United States. We have to do something about it. Um, There was actually just legislation filed, or not legislation, a suit filed uh, for a couple of states suing META right now Uh, for the social media impacts that those have their their new mechanisms and their new technological advancements and the impacts the negative impacts that they have on our nation's youth and that's just the first step we need to really take action on these issues Um, and it's actually sad because the odds are against us Um, and that particular piece um, or that lawsuit they're filing in that and I believe in the northern district of California and the chief justice um, Richard Seaborg He's an Obama-nominated, uh, uh, Obama and he's also uh, ruled in favor of Facebook and have dim- dismissed other cases prior, um, ruling in favor of big tech. So we need to hold big tech accountable. We need to hold these education institutions accountable as well, and we really need to tackle the mental health crisis in this country.
0: We do. We do. <laughs> I'm glad you bring up mental health crisis, not because... I'm uh, making light of the fact that we do have a massive issue with it. Uh, uh,
1: and plus these two guys, I can tell you right now, just by looking that it, l- looking at that video, that they have gang affiliations to them. The one kid who had the uh, tattoo that looked like the uh, Carolina logo on there, that's the neighborhood Crips. Whenever you see that on somebody's cheek where they have the Carolina logo, that's what that means. So one, they're trying to intimidate the family that's, that is there and to act like they have some sort of power over that family. And two, they're also doing it to get some sort of cred within within their gang set. And that will, may or may not help them once they go to prison. It'll make, having that tattoo on your face is gonna make sure that you do have a target on you when you go in. But I totally agree, there is a mental health breakdown. And there's also a breakdown within um, the criminal justice system. There's no more consequences for people like 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 these two. You you don't get to this point where they just go and they murder somebody in cold blood just for fun, in a stolen vehicle. It, it's all about what they've done before, and what they've gotten away with, and then their actions keep escalating because they're no there's they know there's no consequences to what they do, and the end result is they take somebody's life. So until we can you know, have consequences for people like this, it's just gonna get worse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Well, let's stay with the youth for a second. And we didn't choose these because Cameron is 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 younger. This is just where they fell in the show. But I do want to get Cameron's take on this because Cameron's a hardworking, amazing patriot. Again, has worked with the the you know the Trump administration has worked at OAN, is is doing amazing things now and in the PR world, still in the political realm, and you've got other people. Was it this week that we showed Tom? There was, there was. We showed a clip this week of the one which everyone saw: the chick who was complaining about not getting a two hundred and fifty thousand dollars job out of college, as if that really exists. But we've got this, we've got some some misguided folks that are, are out there roaming among us, and there's a lot of them. This one right here, this was a special one. This this is a young gal. A, a, attractive young person. I'm sure she's a nice person, but she's complaining about how her nine to five job is, is ruining her life and taking away opportunities uh, because of commutes and of just a bunch of adult stuff that that happens. Let's take a look at this and then we'll talk about it.
10: I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying but this is my first job like my first nine to five job after college and I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me fucking forever to get there there's no way I'm gonna be able to afford living in the city right now so that's off the table like fucking duh if I was able to walk to work and it, it'd be fine but I'm not so it literally takes me like I leave here at, like I get on the train at 7 30 and I don't get home till like 6 15 earliest and then like I don't have time to do anything I don't Like, people that drive to the office, like, it doesn't, you don't get off at five, and I know it could be worse, I know I could be working longer, but, like, I literally get off, it's pitch black, like, I don't have energy, how do you have friends, like, how do you have time to, like, meet, like, a guy, I don't know, like, how do you have time for, like, dating, like, I don't have time for anything, and I'm, like, so stressed out, and I'm also getting my period, so that's why I'm all emotional, but, like, am I so dramatic, it's fine.
0: Okay. I All right. So this is a good portion of our youth. Again, we've got various parts of the millennial population that are are well into their you know different ages and whatnot. Same with Gen Z. But here's what I want to key on here. Let's forget the last thing she said. That's a little that's a little too much. But but the talk about and I'm an in I'm in person. I'm in person. I have no <laughs> life. This is how things used to be. It used to be that everyone just got up. No one liked it. The alarm goes off. You're pissed. You grunt and you moan. Then you have your first cup of coffee. and You're like, oh, okay, it's not that bad. And then you get going and you go to work. And then eventually you're like, this sucks. I'm ready to go home. And you go home and then you figure out, you go and and people play their trivia or they go do happy hour. They do whatever they do and they just figure it out because that's what life is. But we've got such a huge portion of the population now, and it goes back to participation trophies. It goes back to a lot of things, as Tom would say. It goes back to casual work Fridays. I agree on some parts. I disagree on other parts. <laughs> but you, it goes back to all these things, and you've now got this this portion of the population who are literally losing their minds over a nine to five job that everyone ever has had to work for the most part. I, I, I just I don't even know what to say. Maybe you do, Cameron.
4: Well, I think we have to normalize nine-to-fives now. I believe that social media doesn't show you that side. Social media will cater your feed to seeing all these people live these luxurious lifestyles, people who think that uh, or make you feel like you're uh, you're not where you're supposed to be due to your age because there's other people their age that are living a completely different lifestyle. Um, that's another conversation within itself, but there's a lot of unrealistic... Expectations within today's youth about uh, the work criteria and the productivity that needs to be done in order to be successful in our economy. Um, and I believe, you know, COVID really set a lot of America's youth back on that. Uh, whether they were in critical times of their life, whether they were graduating, getting their first job, and then going all remote within their schooling, within within their work too, and then just getting used to that, maybe, maybe getting into the routine of that. Um, causing a lot of uh, low productivity levels. Uh, so we really need to get back of uh, hard work and determination and you know that starts within schooling and also bringing about these other creative sides as well. Um, it doesn't help when people are in school. I, I graduated early uh, to pivot real quick. I graduated early from high school and I did half I did my sophomore year um, of high school in school and then I did my senior year online. Um, and I believe we've gotten away from uh, these different types of creativity that these these kids can come up with because they're sitting in a school all day, being indoctrinated uh, with with these new woke teachers. So if this girl is really that miserable, she needs to she needs to get creative. Uh, she needs to really figure out her her ambitions, her goals, the type of work life balance that she wants, and go pursue that instead of moping about it uh, through video.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, literally. I mean, I, I, all of our parents have told us that, but like moping accomplishes nothing. It does zero <laughs> for this. And I, I hope that there's more places because COVID. You're right. COVID started a lot of this. It's it's generational in some sense, but COVID COVID was such a huge player in this, where everyone got to 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 work from home and then they got comfortable. Like I like working in my jammies and and coloring with my kids in between. A lot of those, you know, that. Anyways, um <laughs> I'm gonna be nice. But but they but everyone got comfortable. And you've got a lot of organizations now and a lot of leaderships at organizations who have come out and said, Hey, now you gotta come back to work or you lose your job. And there's people losing their minds over that. People have literally <laughs> forgotten I used to go to work every day.
6: I'm and- literally shaking that I have to go back to work.
0: But I, I hope that more people do that. I hope that organizations hold their feet to the fire and say this is how we're doing it hey we're hiring a new spot you've got to come in to do this spot and and i get it there's some careers where that's not the 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 thing that matters and that's that's fine that's different but we we've got to just we've got to push ourselves as a collective body of americans to be better if we don't expect more from ourselves we're definitely not going to be better and that's our education that's that's how we do work, what it's like to to do work. Oh, you got to pay rent. I got to pay rent. I got to pay this loan back. We're in a stage in time where kids are bitching about paying their loans back that they signed an agreement to pay loans on. It's like, that's what a contract is. That's what you do when you sign that contract. You can't then all of a sudden be upset and surprised. Oh my gosh, I have to pay this back. No shit, Sherlock. You signed a thing that said, you promise you will pay this back. Sign your name here. Okay. I... We've just somehow we've got to get better. I, I don't know what that looks like. It seems easy to me, but I, I, apparently it's impossible.
4: Well, I believe people my age too lack routine. And, you know, we're seeing this glorification of people not working out, not taking care of their bodies and their mental health. We're, we're going through this crisis where they're glorifying it within these magazines, uh, the new Victoria's Secret fashion show. Um, we're, we're seeing it everywhere. Um, where they're praising body positivity to the younger generation, and they're normalizing low productivity levels within our workforce, and it's absolutely disgusting and it's disgraceful and we need to do something about it, Um, and we need to recognize when people are wrong instead of uh, catering to them and catering to their needs, uh, you know, commenting on a video like that saying it's okay, it's going to get better. No, you do need to get off your ass and you should probably go to the gym at 6 a.m. and then Make your meals at home. Get on a daily regimen. Get on a routine that'll fix your mental health. That'll fix your 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 work life balance and you know your goals and ambitions and and figure it out somewhere along the way. Buy a planner. Do whatever you need to do to get your life on track because nobody's going to take care of it but you.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Tom. One thing that the, this young lady brought up in the video is the fact that she was talking about, well, I got to get on a train and commute because I can't afford a house in the city that's close to work where I could walk. That frightens me because what she's talking about is the 15-minute city, and we've heard about that through the World Economic Forum of getting everybody you know, living on top of each other in an urban environment instead of, you know what, I can have it all. I can have, you know, a work life and then a personal life. And if I do have a commute so I can have the personal life that I want, that's what I'm going to do. But this whole idea of having your life revolving around convenience is a bad road to go down because as soon as you start giving up freedom for convenience and safety, you're done at that point. Yeah. No, absolutely.
0: You, you definitely are. Well, and Cameron's point is so... that's just, that's anywhere in life. It's, you've got to just put a regiment into place, be disciplined and stick to it. It's, 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 it's not always easy to execute, but it's not hard to conceive and come up with. We, we just switched schedules to this new six to nine slot. Was that last week? Yeah. Yeah. Last week. Everything's been a blur since we just switched to it. I've got four kids at home and and a wife. It's like, well, shit, this is not going to be great for my schedule in life. So it's I've got to now to make everything work and still see them because they're in bed by the time I get home. I just have to still get up early, make that a part of my day where I'm up early and I spend time with the kids before I come to the studio. And we do all that we do here and then go home and 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 have some time with with the wife at the at the end of the day still, which is great. But to see the kids, to get a workout in, to do any of those kind of things like you, you just have to plan. It's not it's not hard. It's not rocket science just frickin' do it, uh, and 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 that's 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 the bottom line, um, as Stone Cold Steve Austin would say. Uh, I don't know why I went into that right there, but
1: I still think he would have made the best Speaker of the House choice. He
0: would have been great. Um, Cameron we're going to we're going to let you get on with your nights because you do regiment things you do actually do things unlike so many people in this broken ass society that we're in um we thank you so much for being here though it's always so good to have you it's so good to see you we will definitely do it again if we haven't scared you off yet um so so please come spend some time with us where's the best place for people to follow you and to see everything that you're doing
4: I am on uh, well, now X and Instagram, uh, my handles at Cameron Bailey. And if you have any PR needs, you can email me Cameron at Praetorian PR.com, Um And I will address your inquiries.
0: I love it. I love it. Shoot her an email guys. Follow her. If you haven't already, again, it's Cameron Bailey, B-A-Y-L-E-E, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. We'll put something out there too, but uh, give, give Cameron a follow. If you haven't already, she's an amazing person. If you haven't already learned that. Uh, And we love having her here with us every time. Best of luck to you. Hope you have a great rest of the week. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Drew. You got it. All right. So let's touch on a couple things here. Again, make sure you give Cameron a follow. Um, Cameron Bailey on Instagram and on Twitter, X, whatever the hell we're calling it now. But uh, please do that. And then do reach out if you've got needs. She's in this new spot as a PR strategist over at Praetorian, which is great. So so check that out for sure uh but i want to touch on something else just kind of in the vein of where we just were because this story so this this next story came up in uh in during during covid back back in the day and obviously in terms of covid in terms of protests riots all of that stuff the epicenter was where it was oregon i don't know if anyone would ever have expected that but it was and you had this, this situation out there. We're not going to go into all of that. I was going to describe some of it again. We all know what happened out there. But you had Oregon um, who made some changes to academic policies back in the time. You also had them make some interesting policies as pertained to COVID shots. And law enforcement. And law enforcement and race and all those things. Well, this ties into a couple of those things. Because Oregon has decided, this is from New York Post, Uh, well, this is not from New York Post, but I'm about to read from New York Post. But Oregon has decided that black students are essentially... (laughs) This sounds awful. I'm just telling you what they're saying, though. They've essentially decided that black students are too dumb to educate. So the state has decided to let everyone graduate with no proficiency in anything. This here, this next part, is from a New York Post article. High schoolers in Oregon... Won't need to demonstrate basic competency in reading, writing, or math in order to graduate for at least five more years. According to education officials, such requirements are unnecessary and disproportionately harmful to students of color. The essential skills requirement has been on pause since the coronavirus pandemic. That's when it all started. And last week, the Oregon State Board of Education voted unanimously, slam dunk, to push this through to continue suspending the graduation requirement through the 2027-2028 the, the school year. Under this requirement, 11th graders had to demonstrate competence in essential subjects through a standardized test or work samples. Students who failed to meet expectations were required to take extra math and writing classes in their senior year, thus missing an elective class in order to graduate." Board members said the standards were unnecessary and harmed marginalized students since higher rates of students of color, uh, um, students with disabilities and students learning English as a second language, ended up having to take the extra step to prove they deserved a diploma, that according to the Oregonian. So this is a great look at the leftist mindset, right? These, these people on the left, they've always looked at minorities as inferior. And dropping academic requirements for graduation is just straight-up ludicrous.
1: Right. It, it's, once again, it's the left soft bigotry of low expectations. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, they have to make excuse. And How about, you know, instead of dropping the standards— How about fucking teaching a class? How about, you know, teaching kids to learn? How about passing them on their own merit instead of saying, you know what, we're just throwing our hands up in the air because, you know, systemic racism. And you know what? It's really going to cut into our time off, you know, uh, our uh, summertime that we have and also all the holidays that we get. And, you know, this whole sort of like teaching isn't really what I signed on for. Cause I signed on for the whole indoctrination thing.
0: Yeah. Nine months of indoctrination, three months off. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, it, well, it's, it's astonishing though. I mean, you, you've
0: said it there too, and we've seen it with this and we've seen it with, with voting and voter ID, particularly in Georgia, but really across the country where you claim on the left to be all about minority communities we're about the black community we're about the hispanic community we're about this community that community we're about the lgt you know lbgt whatever i can't fucking say it right now <laughs> lgbtq community i stop plus stop adding letters <laughs> to y2k see i need classes too i'm dyslexic i'm not really but i felt like i was there but but you've got them who they always are saying we we care about you we care about you we care about you, we care about you. And then you see their policies and their policies expressly say, you're dumb motherfuckers. Yeah. So we've got to protect you because we're elite. You're dumb. You can't hold. I mean, literally, think about it. Think about going back to the voting thing. Well, you can't expect a black person to go get an ID and then maintain an ID. That's 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 ridiculous. No, you're ridiculous, and you're the most racist, awful person on the planet for even saying that, let alone thinking it. I, 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 and, and then, and then we can't hold these black students and second, you know, English is a second language, and other minority students and other dis, you know students with disabilities. We can't hold them to the same standard to graduate because they're not smart enough to be able to stick to this to the normal standard. How? How does the whole world not say, oh, I get it now? Yeah, you're awful
1: people. Biden said it himself when he said poor kids are just as smart as the white ones. You don't get much more racist than that. Right. You don't. And that's always been the Democrat way with everything. They could talk about how they were, you know, working with the Freedom Riders, you know, back in the 60s. That was all great, but they lost their way. They totally have lost their way. I understand a segment of the Democrat Party trying to change their party and, and abolish, um, you know, segregation in the United States. But you still have this one faction of the party that has the lowest opinion of minorities that would make David Duke blush. <laughs> yes you know, but they'll never come out and say it. They don't have to. Their actions say more than anything they could ever articulate to the public. No, they do,
0: And but no one's willing to look, and, and then obviously there's the obvious problem that that we have in this country, that they control the media. So they do these things, and, and this is a prime example here. Here we are talking about, New York Post put it out. We're relaying that information, and it's not just New York Post, there's others who put it out too. We're relaying that information, but we have a small reach because we have been suppressed because the left and the communists hate us. So they're able to say, oh, no, Drew, Tom, conservatives writ large, New York Post, you guys are crazy. That's a ridiculous take. It's the only take with what your decision is, but you're able to dismiss it, say you're crazy. We're just not going to talk about it anymore, but we are going to do it. Hey, you dumb people over here. Yeah, I'm talking to you, the colored ones. You dumb people, you don't have to do this anymore because we got you. You're so dumb, but we'll protect
1: you. That's what they're saying. Yeah, here's your degree, and don't forget to vote Democrat. Right.
0: And 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 it's the most just broken-ass system ever because we don't get to question it, and then it never gets any traction and it never goes anywhere because they control everything. Everything. I mean, we're – so uh, there, there's – I'm telling you guys, it's so hard. I mean, we had a great day yesterday on, on, on Rumble, and we're thankful for our friends there. We used to kill it on on all the platforms, and not just on video and the show, but in terms of published articles and content. And, and that was not just for the stuff I was involved with. That's stuff across the, the conservative community writ large. And there's been so much. Blaze announced this week they're getting rid of all ads, and they're cutting out ad people because ad people – take away um the ads and demonetize them and take away their opportunity to make money and suppress their argument if they do allow there to be ads then they suppress their articles uh so people don't see them so they don't make money they i mean they it's like the schumer comment right they have six ways to sunday to ruin you in digital media if they don't like your messaging it's really tough to get it out there so when you're in that situation like we are now and you've got a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the audience, and the monetization is a fraction of a fraction. And I'm not saying that woe was me for us—that's true for us too. But it's it's the it's writ large. It's the bigger issue that I'm discussing. You can't. You it's really hard to combat it. You can say this this COVID thing was the biggest joke ever, or you could say this election thing, or you could talk about this this decision by the Oregon Board of Education to forego things so so people can pass with a very racist backing and, a, and line of thinking behind it. You can talk about any of those things. It doesn't matter if no one hears it. And and that's where they've got us by the balls right now, and that's how they're able to get away with it. Because everyone in this, I guarantee everyone in the audience here, everyone who's listening you know, in their car, even if you're listening a week from now and you're behind on episodes, you hear that and you're like, well, that's racist, because it's obviously racist right but but what, the, what does it matter what does it matter if if they control all of the microphones yeah
1: they control the narrative and when you point out what they're doing is racist like no oh, you're the racist and i'm like look i'm just saying do a better job at teaching Right. Do a de- better job at allocating funds to get teachers in. Do a better job at y- if you're having problems with kids that are coming in who English is their second language, and you've got thousands of them coming in. Something needs to be done at the border. You know, th- this is all. I- I- if you start with illegal immig- illegal immigration coming in. And seeing the effects, the ripple effects it has throughout the communities, of course, schooling is going to be one of them. Right. You can't have open borders if you decide not to fortify the educational system, which they don't want. The idea for for the Democrats is to get as many uneducated people as you can signed up to vote Democrat and get them dependent on the government. That's all they want. They want you to be dumb. Yeah. Democrats love to have dumb people in their ranks because dumb people are controllable. Yeah. Look, I mean, just look at the Taliban. You spent more time in Afghanistan than any other person that I know. You've got some people there who are educated, but for the Taliban or for any sort of organization like that, you want dumb people in your ranks because dumb people will follow you to the ends of the earth. Yeah. People who can't think for themselves. Yeah.
0: No, they they are— is this person a good fit for us? Is he or she easily manipulable? Yes? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Great fit. But what about? Doesn't matter. If we can if they're malleable, they're they're perfect. Uh, and and that's 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 so true. Um and man, the the some dumb people in the Taliban. That's <laughs> that's for sure.
1: Well, it's like any other terrorist. Look at Hamas. They the people that put on the strap-on bomb vests aren't college educated they didn't come from a wealthy family they were the dumb ones they were the undereducated ones who the educated ones convinced that they were going to do you know god's work by detonating themselves inside a market somewhere and take as many jews and infidels with them as possible right
0: yeah no i it it it, that's absolutely true it's absolutely true and that's all those organizations prey on those people. They rely on those types of people. You've got to have them in, in mass. It's super important. Captain Rock, why should they even go to school? Don't go. Deal drugs, steal, et cetera. I mean, that's essentially, I mean, that's not the message of our show, but that's essentially what they're saying. I mean, and there, and there is, I, I, I the think I referenced it yesterday. I have no clue what to do as a father of four children You've got one who's still in in a in a in high school in high school, but I've got four who aren't even in high school yet. They're about first one going to high school next year. I have no clue what to do, no clue what to do because it's it's so freaking different now, and there's so many concerns. You don't want them to go. I mean, in a in a, in a normal world, it's like I, I'd love for you to serve the country in some capacity, not even necessarily the military, but I'd love for you to do. That. But that's that's a normal world. We're not in a normal world anymore. So I, I'd love for you to go experience a fun college experience. But that's in a normal world. So what do you do? I I you you. I guess you're just gonna all come work here. They're just gonna be here in the studio working for 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 us. Like I because I, 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 I don't I I don't trust anyone out there has their best interest at heart because
1: they don't. Right. Yeah, it, it, I re, I'll never forget when my daughter was a freshman in high school and I encouraged her to, you know, go to different athletic events, you know, football, basketball. And she's like, OK. And she's, you know, she's very she's petite. She's like four foot eleven. And, you know, she had some of her friends from junior high who went to high school with her. So I was like, hey, you guys should go to the football game. You know, it's the first football game of the season. I was out of town i was out of town she goes to the game all of a sudden i get an alert on my phone there's been a shooting at the football game my heart about my my it just sunk in my chest thinking that i encouraged her to go somewhere where a shooting took place i know that's an anomaly but getting back to what you said it's just so hard you just don't know unfortunately she was fine of course and it turned out to be a shooting in the parking lot. It didn't happen inside the, the, the facility itself. Still, it's gonna
0: your heart drops when and, and you get a pit in your stomach when you get that news. Yeah, especially
1: when you encourage your child to go somewhere right. that you think they're going to be safe. Right. But it's, it's just like you just never know with, with the way that society is sort of – I won't say – Progress, but sort of regressed a little bit to this Definitely kind regressed. of like you know wild west field that we have right now. No, and I, everything is totally lost. No,
0: I when my when my kids go off to school every day, I mean, you, I I pray for them and they're but but now it's a very deliberate prayer too. Like you see all the craziness that happens in schools across the country. It's like <laughs> the 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 barriers of protection, the hedges of protection that you're praying over, not just them, but the, literally the school that some crazy ass person wouldn't come in there and and put them in jeopardy even if they're not harmed in it just experiencing it the whole the whole thing it's it's so broken it's man it's a tough it's a tough world that we live in that's that's for sure stay in salty drew catholic school or charter or homeschool so my youngest two are still in um public school elementary the elementary school that I went to growing up We're in a uh, place that's very patriotic very um for the most part conservative still really good schools at that point but our our current policy is is once they get done with fifth grade and they go into sixth, they go into a christian uh co-op program homeschool program uh from that point forward we might switch that and not even get to fifth grade with the younger two but that's been it for the for the other ones i've got one in sixth grade now and then one in eighth grade now and these programs are so awesome i'm telling you I won't. I'm not going to list the school names because I don't. I don't give out information close to the to the to the family and whatnot. Um, but the stuff that they learn and how they learn, even in middle school, for these two, but particularly my son, who's been now, he's in his third year of it. They learn and have such a cooler, a more fun, cooler experience than anything any of us ever had. It's remarkable. How how much they're they're taught to think, not what to think, and you you focus on real history, real Americana. You focus on faith. They start with a, a a Bible class. I mean, they they've got so many awesome things happening, so many cool kids in their classes. The teachers are there for all the right reasons, and you, the books that they read. You know, everyone's always told to read those books. I would try and get people to read them for me, but like. The, <laughs> But the books they read and they bring home, like that looks awesome. My wife sits around and reads the books that they read, just not just because she needs to scope them out. She doesn't need to scope them out. We trust the school because they're awesome, and they give like really cool, interesting books. Like they're actually, you'd love some of the books that come home with my son. Like it's like that looks awesome. If I had a life and time, I would I would probably read that. So it's it's just really cool, and that all that to say, that's more than you you bargained for there, um, but. But that's that that's the answer. We're 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 big on homeschool. You can still in this day and age play sports. You can do all of those things. But you just you just know a little bit more of what's going into your kids. And and that's that's so important. And I wish that I could have done. And the other thing is, is, you know, they learn discipline because my my son's two days, two days at school, three days at home. My daughter, who's in the other program, is three days at school, two days at home. But you have to do things on your own. You gotta do work on your days off. But then you also have downtime. My son and his my nephew were, you know, done with their work today when I came into the studio and they're playing Xbox at a time when most kids are at school and, and having fun. He had earned it. He'd worked hard to, to get to that point. And then was having some chill time. You can, you know, go work out. You can go do whatever. It's it's so cool. You have kind of like a college schedule starting at that point in life uh, there's just a lot of cool stuff um colty drew if you need a good auto mechanic i'm willing to relocate tom could have used you this week yes i could have my tom, clutch went out his clutch went out colty 86 could have handled that and it's costing me a pretty penny here's the deal colty here's the here's the goal eventually we get we get everything back where it was before we have a our studio is brand new and and squeaky clean and shiny and it's got state-of-the-art technology everywhere but we're going to have a new one, and I want to have a, a bigger bar and a restaurant there. We'll just add in a an auto shop. Yeah. We'll just add in an auto shop, and, and Colty will will come
1: down and, and run it. It'll be amazing. I'm down with that. And, and put up those glass windows yeah, so if you're those are eating, the best. you can watch what's going on and yeah. admire people who know how to work with tools and stuff, which I have no idea. <laughs> I, you know, I love going to Home Depot to look at tools and everything, but I don't buy anything because I don't know how they work. But they're,
0: use them. but they're interesting yeah they're very interesting. it was funny I'll say because we built almost everything in the studio and it was funny when it came to some of that stuff and and you because you were still traveling for parts of it so you weren't here but then the times you were you were here can you do this and just seeing the the like all right yeah oh and you did it the direction's okay you you did it <laughs> you challenged yourself tom Cunningham and you and you you just you blossomed. It. Bro, I put together two. Didn't
2: things. he build the chairs in the lounge?
0: Yeah, those those chairs over there, you can't switch. Oh, yeah, the ones in the back, back, yeah. The, behind the couch, under Red Dawn and under Rambo. Yeah, um, that's you, all me. You did it, Tom. You did it. I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. Let's end on a good note. We're on a good note. Let's end on a good note. It's Wednesday night. We have one more full episode tomorrow, 6 to 9. 6 to 9. 9 is it's 9-ish. Sometimes we go right to 9. Sometimes we end early um but it's six to nine window we will be here tomorrow we're working hard and fast it's gonna go somewhere so dark for a second we're working hard and fast to get the booze and banter stuff set up for you um we're just again like i said earlier in the show we're waiting on a piece of tech to come so once that comes we'll have that in play and then we'll have our pre um pre-show tailgate that happens each day for coin club members booze and banter booze and banter is coming back it's going to be heavily focused on you guys chatting with you guys uh drinks might end the show a little bit earlier depending on how much we drink starting in booze and banter by the time we get to what would then be our fourth hour but we're going to pull it
1: off and tomorrow we've got welcome to absurdia and i'm telling you some of the clips that i've pulled (laughs) they've they've even disturbed me (laughs) Oh boy, that is
0: terrifying. That is terrifying. Yeah, we got welcome to absurdia, and we've also got pick six with Nate the Juggalo. We got a new character coming into play tomorrow night. Yes, to talk about some of the the the, the different things that you can bet on, wa- not just you know watch slash bet on over the weekend, in a new segment we're doing called Pick Six with Nate the Juggalo. So that welcome to absurdia, meme tastic. Tomorrow is a very uh um segment heavy episode. It's gonna be fun. Yeah,
1: it's more like a variety show tomorrow.
0: Yeah, tomorrow's just straight up. Thursdays are a
1: variety show. Yeah.
0: That's what that's what we do around here now apparently. (laughs) We just kind of just figuring it out right now. It's very vaudevillian. Yes. (laughs) It's gonna be fun. We're looking forward to it. Make sure you come. Bring some friends. Everyone come along. Uh make sure you hit that like button on the way out if you have not already. We had a blast with you guys. We hope you did with us. Thanks for being here. All the new folks who are here, so glad you're here. Come back. We have fun Monday through Thursday, 6 to 9 p.m. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow, same time, same place. Be safe, be smart, be free.